Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to Romero Records Podcast. We're going to start off by giving you some of our sponsors. First off, we've got the Coffee Ride. The Coffee Ride makes amazing coffee. I'm telling you, they've got ingredients from all over the place. Exotic flavors, flavors, flavor, flavors, such as Ethiopian blends with strawberry, white grape, creamsicle, and jasmine. It's crazy. Their bags are biodegradable. Their farmers are paid well and local. One goal is to be able to ride their coffee to each home in order to avoid the use of gasoline or cars in general. It's crazy. Do us all a favor and order from this local company at thecoffeeride.com and receive 20% at checkout with the code Romero. That's R-O-M-E-R-A. We're also brought to you by Simper Savage. Simper Savage has done the work for you when it comes to making a salad dressing. Now, when I spoke to the owner of Simper Savage, he described to me that he wanted to have a salad dressing with no sugar, none of those added preservatives, none of that extra crap. Well, guess what? He is delivered. Simper Savage has none of those added sugars, none of that extra crap, none of that extra salt, those preservatives, none of that. This goes great as marinating meat. It goes great as marinating your veggies. Is that a thing? Do you marinate the veggies or is it just a dressing? Anyways, put Semper Savage on everything. It's like hot sauce. You know, you put hot sauce on everything. Do the same thing with Semper Savage dressing. It's amazing. Use code Romero Records at checkout at SemperSavage.com. That is S-E-M-P-E-R-S-A-V-A-G-E.com. We're also brought to you by FNX. Yes, FNX. They are formulated by athletes for athletes. You can expect to fill your shelves with high-quality supplements. Dude, FNX has CBD oil, BCAs, creatine, protein. You can get it all at fnxfit.com. Use code SUPA, not super, SUPA, S-U-P-A-H-E-N-D-O, 15 to get 15% off your order at checkout. Superhendo 15. Don't forget that every item purchased, that's a gallon of water. Think about this. They donate a gallon of water. I, I was too excited to, to finish my sentence, but they donate a gallon of water for every item purchased. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So yeah, go check out fnxfit.com. We're also brought to you by Magic Spoon. Now, at first I was really skeptical about Magic Spoon. Their cereal is pretty good. All right, so check this out. You know when you really want a bowl of cereal, but you feel kind of bad about eating it, basically? Well, Magic Spoon is a protein-packed cereal. Now, it's got zero grains, zero sugars, and three net carbs. Now, go ahead and do the Simper Savage and marinate on that. All right? So, everybody knows that they want to have cereal late at night when you're about to go to bed. Add a little protein to that. And how about zero carbs and zero sugars? Get some Magic Spoon in your life. Use code HENDO SAVES. That's H-E-N-D-O-S-A-V-E-S. HENDO SAVES. And you're going to get a good little discount at magicspoon.com. All righty. Welcome to a Romero Records podcast. Today we have on... Crisis to the J-A-Y. Crisis J, ladies and gentlemen. How y'all doing today? All righty. So, what what have you been up to, man? Like, I, I, 
I thought it was crazy that, you know, how we how we found each other. And I was like, I, I've never heard of this guy. And he's, in, <laughs> he's in my town, so I've, I've got to figure out what he's doing right now. That was a crazy meetup on Twitter for everybody. That was that was crazy. Um, It's been a lot that I've been uh, up. It's been a lot that I've been up to lately. Uh, Corona kind of, you know, yeah. she kind of deterred a lot of stuff. Yeah. But most recently, I've just been in the studio working on my second album, Worldwide Crisis. Been trying to, you know, get that finished and put together. Um, you know, just trying to work around, you know, live shows and stuff like that. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, anyways, this is the guy who I was talking about the Met Montreal podcast. Um, what happened? Somebody posted on Somebody reposted me and you were like, Yo, you're in Memphis? I was like, Yeah, I'm in like you DM'd yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it was like, You're in Memphis? I was like, Yeah, I'm in Memphis. Like, oh, it was Ryan. It was uh No, it wasn't no, Ryan. Ryan. It was some it was random, random person. They had um they had asked people to plug their music. That's right. And then you had liked mine and um I went to your page and then I was like, "Oh, he's in Memphis." I was like, "You in Memphis?" He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Dang, that's crazy." Man, this, this, this is my 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 weird city. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was a crazy meetup, and I'm glad for it. You know, I'm happy. Yeah. So that was wild. I I try to make connections like that on mainly on Instagram. That's what I'm on the most. But um, it's it's difficult, honestly. Oh yeah. Like Graham is it's all for showing off. To be honest, like, yeah. When I look at it, all I see is like the after of everything that you're doing. You know, as far as like music, or if you work on cars, or you know, just whatever your you know your your space is. That's yeah. that's mainly for you know that. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm just a really I'm really big into um, like connecting with people and building a big um, big network. So that's that's just what I'm into is oh, just yeah. being able to you know meet people and connect with them and then build a big network. So that way. You know, if I need somebody for anything, you know, if I'm trying to build a huge network of artists. Oh, so yeah. that way, like, you know, if I need a certain singer on a song, if I need a certain rapper, like, I've got it because got I know it. all these people. Right. So, I, by the way, I've been listening to your music. It's really good. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, how many songs have you done with Ryan? Um, I just climbed out of the studio with him. Actually, like, I think it was like a couple days ago. Eh? Oh, okay. Nice, <laughs> like, no nice. joke. We had just did, a, I think it was a three or four song session uh -huh. in like two hours. Okay. So, you know, I'm moving, trying to get through. I told you, trying to get through the second album. Yeah. And I say, T-Pain said it best. You'll make 100 songs trying to get 20 for one album. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no joke. Like, that is no joke. I that's swear funny. I've written more songs this second go-round for this album than I thought was physically possible. Mm. And it's all types of vibes and everything else. So it's like, man, you just, you never know what you're going to, you know, finally come together and get until it's all said and done. So. Yeah. I mean, so how long would you say it usually takes you to make a song? Like yeah. you you writing the song, not like, you know. Um, oh, if we're not adding anything extra yeah. or if it's just me writing a song, I would say it wouldn't take me any more than a full day, honestly. Mm. It, it has to be done within a day because at that point when I try to, you know, keep it going for too long, I feel like I'm forcing it. Mm. So at that point, it's like, okay, I have an idea. Okay, uh, I'm going through a heartbreak. Okay, cool. Uh, do I have anybody for production? Okay, boom. Let's find out, you know, what's the melody to the song? Okay, boom. Now let's find some words to, you know, get it down. And once that happens, boom. So you feed off, like, the momentum. I do. Off the energy of that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, some people, you know, I'll, 
I'll hear that they're they've been working on you know maybe a song or like a few songs for like a year. I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, some of those people are perfectionists though. Yeah, and I feel them on that because you don't want to just put anything out because yeah. there's a lot of that and that makes it hard for the actual good artist to actually be heard. So. You know, I feel them on that. But at the same token, you shouldn't take three years for two years. <laughs> <laughs> you just shouldn't. That's just my personal <clears throat> opinion. And I know a lot of people that, oh, I want my song right. Well, if your song's not right within the first 12 months, I doubt it's going to be ready in the next 12. That's how I feel. <laughs> I was actually talking to my homeboy Leek about that. And I was like, like, okay, so he has a kid. And right. I'm just like, if it took you, let's say it took you two years to do an album. Right. Your kid is now two years old. Right. Like you're in completely different stages of life. Life, life. So, <laughs> so that album, I mean, the from whatever your first song was to the last song. It's completely different. Yeah. Because when you first started out, the baby wasn't even here yet. Now the baby's here walking, talking, <laughs> you know, it's doing a whole lot. So now it's like, okay, what kind of space do you find yourself in now? Or do you still have the same hunger, drive? Is it different? You know, so no, nah, I feel them because for my first album, that's how it was. It did take a while after my first daughter was born. It, it took a second because mm-hmm. she was in my lap the entire time I was writing it. I was carrying her. You know, she was listening to the music. She started walking to the songs that mm. I was making so you know, I feel them but I didn't want it to take forever yeah yeah you know you, you you can't take forever on certain things you know now if you finish it or if you have at least half of the you know the product done then you can you know that's when you invite a collaboration to me yeah you know if you feel like it needs something else or someone else then okay let's you know reach out to someone so that's why when you say you know you're building a, a great you know network of artists that's actually a really really cool idea so I like that yeah, so. that, that's why I really, you know, I I reach out to so many like different kinds of artists because, you know, there's people I know that you know play piano and I I want to be able to just you know create those kind of songs with them and that's I I'm a huge fan of that. I, I'm not gonna say old school hip hop, but like the I guess classical. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, those Jay Z and oh, yeah. Nas type beats. Like <laughs> yeah. I love that kind of stuff. So. I've actually figured out I'm a huge. New York person. Uh, East Coast vibe. East Coast vibe. That's what it is. There's nothing wrong with it. The East Coast, they have a really, really unique sound. They do. Like, I I love people like J. Cole, Nas, Jay-Z, and I'm from the South. You know, I'm from Alabama, but Ah. it's, it's weird. Like, I... If I could be from anywhere and have that kind of accent, it would be, be like a Brooklyn, New York type of... <laughs> it have to be Queens. Yeah, I love, like, that 50 Cent and Pop Smoke type type sound like oh, I just yeah. like those guys how they rap and their style stuff like that and yeah. two of my uh, two of my favorite rappers I would say are um, well three actually would be Nas yeah. 50 Cent and uh, ASAP Rocky hey. like those three guys are some of my favorite rappers and New York New York all <laughs> of New York all so. of them I, I, for me I think it's more of a mixed breed because of the way that I I, I kind of grew up um, cause the way that I, I kind of gathered my style was who did I, you know, listen to the most or, you know, who was I more drawn to? And I started out listening to, shout out to New York. I started listening to like Linkin Park, which mm-hmm. is weird. I was like eight years old listening to Linkin mm-hmm. Park. 
And that was because of my big brother, you know, uh, he, he loved that East Coast stuff. So I was like, okay, you know, take a listen to that. Then my sister got me into Kanye West. And, you know, my cousins was like, you know, they were on 3-6 Mafia. Yo, God. So <laughs> I had such a mix. It was crazy. But as the years went by, I started to gravitate more towards people like, you know, J. Cole and Andre 3000. More lyricists, if you mm-hmm. will. You know, so, of course, Jay and Nas. So that's where I started to just pick myself up from, listening to them, studying them, how they, you know, word things and how they, you know, can be clever or they can just feed it to you straight. Like, yeah, it is what it is. But that's that's kind of where I got it from. So. And it's crazy. Like I was listening to um, one of my friends. We were talking about, you know, people, how they rap and stuff like that. And he was like. Yeah, you can tell who somebody's favorite rapper is by just by listening to them rap. Yep. And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> nah, it's true because my DJ, DJ Two Times, shout out to him. He literally just said that today. <laughs> no, no, no lie. He was like, look, I know that you have been studying Cole just a little too much because I could tell where you caught them last eight bars. From. I said, oh, wow, you're funny. Yeah, man. It's, it's awesome, though, just like picking up those different things from people. And one thing that I've really been working on myself is like my delivery because I've realized, especially in rap nowadays, it's not what you say. It's It's how how you you say say it. it. (laughs) It's true. You, I mean, if you just listen to how some of the people who are at the top, how they say stuff, you're like, Oh, that's why I like this song. They just made it sound good. Like it doesn't matter what they said. They, and, Freaking Drake is the epitome of that. Like, <laughs> that Tusi slide. Oh Lord, he was no, no way. He was a great marketing. He he had a great marketing coach. Oh me. yeah. Shout out to whoever for his sure. marketing team for is because sure. that was that was on point. Yeah. He was not trying to go for a hit. He was just trying to make sure that y'all kept dancing to make yeah. him relevant. And I exactly. love that. You know, but yes, Drake does do that a lot. It's not how you know, it's not what he says, it's literally how he says it. Because on mm. certain songs, you're like, man, I felt that. You know, he really didn't say much. Yeah. He could just be like, oh, I went downstairs to get some juice. I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt that. Like, I'm thirsty now. Let me yeah, go get yeah. some. <laughs> so, you know, but um, delivery, yes, I've been working on delivery as well, too. Uh, because you can't just, you literally can't just say anything anymore. It's yeah. how you deliver it. And if you deliver it wrong, just like with a package to Amazon, guess what? <laughs> yep. Somebody's gonna steal it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I th- I think a lot of people I've I've heard this in like the music business. They say you know if you're afraid that somebody's gonna steal your style, then you probably don't have a good enough style. Yeah. And I'm well, like, no, wait a minute now. They're you know Kanye West kind of big kid cut it a little bit. Oh, uh, you think so? Eight oh eight and heartbreak. Mm. You got to look at it. Okay. I was like, man, okay, because Kid Cudi was really bubbling with that style, and Kanye kind of. <laughs> you know, smooth, you know. Well, isn't he signed to that label? He was. Okay. Yeah, he was. I think up until about 2012, something like that, something around that range. Mm. And then, you know, he started doing his own thing before, you know, he started having, you know, mental issues and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, the whole Kanye thing is, I mean, his life has been interesting. Wild. <laughs> Absolutely. I call wild. it very interesting because... Yeah. Kanye, when I was listening to him come up, it was from, you know, him just being behind the scenes, a, you know, a producer. He, he just made beats. Yeah, man. he was just a beat maker. That was it. Yeah. And then, you know, he got his shot and he took off with it. Yeah. So, you know, from college dropout on up, he's, you know, he's really done something different. Now, I don't know about his his little circle of ghostwriting allegations. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. 
but him as an artist, he's done a lot creativity, you know, yeah. creatively. So I mean, they say he's probably one of the greatest like creative artists in, oh, the, in the industry. Period. Because it, it's it's been a lot of songs that have just really resonated with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And Kanye West was the start of you don't have to be a thug and you don't have to be a gangster, you know, to make it in this industry. Mm. So at least to me, I know there were others before him like Lupe and you know people like yeah. that. Shout out to Lupe, love him. Awesome. <laughs> love Lupe. Love Lupe and. Um, um, that's that's just how I look at it. So, yeah, I, like Kanye, I a part of me is like he's washed up, and then another part of me is like it, he he's got he's still got some potential. Like he still makes he still knows how to make a hit. Yeah, and it's for people who are his age and or older or around his age, like it's hard for them to keep up with the younger people because yeah. their minds just don't work the same. Nah. Like their music isn't the same. Not even that. Just their attention span isn't the same. Like yeah. music is so, it's coming, it's plentiful now. Back yeah. then it was not as easy to get your music to people or, you know, share a song to somebody. You can airdrop it now. You can yeah. send it through a message or an email or you can go download it. It wasn't that easy a couple of years ago. Yeah. LimeWire. Anybody who remembers LimeWire, you oh, know what it was yes. like. For iPods? <laughs> oh, Lord. That was, that was a terrible era. Like yeah. so many malware viruses. <laughs> so many. But even when I say washed up, I don't mean like he's trash. I just mean like it's not relevant. You know right. what I mean? Like his the music and the sounds might not be what the younger ears and people know young people run music. Like, oh yeah. Between the ages, I'd say of like, well, even so, even if you listen to like TikTok, oh yeah, like TikTok, everything, all those videos are usually like kids who are between thirteen and. 18, 18 like they're in high school and they're that's probably the majority of TikTok views yep. are people that age group. So if you can't make music that they're going to dance to or whatever then how relevant is your music like in that sense. Right. But as far as the whole scope like people who are older and truly understand like oh, the yeah. craftsmanship of music. Yeah, Kanye's phenomenal. Oh yeah, of course. But but to the younger generation they won't. They yeah, won't it's going to be hard for them to to groove to that kind of stuff. Man, but see, it, that's that's also what happens when you find, like, your fan base. Yeah. You don't really have to... Because, to be honest, like, Tuesday's like, going back to it, we know Drake is capable of better. Oh, yeah. We, 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 <laughs> we, we've heard him do do some crazy records, some crazy features. Yeah. You know, so, of course, Tuesday Slides was... It was a throwaway. Yeah. To me, it was a throwaway because when you come... <laughs> that was a hit. <laughs> a throwaway it a hit. Th- it was literally a throwaway hit. And we know he can do better. I mean, think about it. God's plan is still one of oh Apple Music's God. biggest stream downloaded songs that to date. That was genius. Actually, I think it's still number one. Yeah. That jump was genius. It's still number one. And all of his albums, boom. But, you know, he's just like, look, to the younger market, let me make sure that I can also feed them as well. Because we came up with Drake when he didn't have the beard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was he was string bean Drake. Heart, heartbreak Drake. Heartbreak. <laughs> not the mixtapes, Lord. Not heartbreak the mixtapes. Yep, heartbreak Drake, Lord. And he had the uh, the the little uh, the little jacket, the little mm-hmm. trench coat. Yeah, with the fresh fade. Yes. <laughs> that Drake. We had that Drake. What was that a uh, comeback? Yes, season? Yes, comeback season. Yeah. <laughs> That was the Drake we had, but they yeah. have the Drake where he's just trying to be as smooth and cool as possible, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, TikTok. That's what they love to do. My yeah. daughter loves TikTok. Okay. Lord. She will get her little butt up and dance in front of any TikTok video, <laughs> I swear. It's crazy. So, nah, but that's just 
finding your audience. Now you can put out whatever you need to put out and they'll trickle it down. Just think about it, how some of us listen to the oldies because of our parents. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they'll talk about how our music is trash, but... I'm not going to lie. I listened to a couple of those <laughs> records, <laughs> just a couple of them, and I see now they weren't just so innocent, quote-unquote. Yeah. So, nah, uh-uh. uh-uh. What was it? Heard it through the grapevine? <laughs> like, yeah, come yeah. Come on now. Come on now. What was it? Temptations, Papa was a Rolling Stone. We mm-hmm. just Our generation just grew up with the fact that our parents were like, you just have to say it as is. Mm-hmm. And... That's just how we take it now. They were so clever with it back then. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, Mary Jane. My mom didn't even know that song was about wheat. Oh, man. That's how clever it was. That's but crazy. Was like, I'm in love with Mary Jane. Like, she, she didn't catch it. <laughs> Mary like, Jane. I was like, Mom, how are you not catching that? And she was like, I just did. You know, she, I, I don't know. Was see. that Rick James? That was Rick James. And Rick James. <laughs> yeah, so, you should have known that just because it just was Rick James. Just because of who it was. Yeah. But. Yeah, there's um, there's a song by The Weeknd. Ah, uh, God, what was the name of that song? Is it I can't feel my face? Is that the I think is so. that the name of the song? I think so. Yeah, he made that song about like cocaine, <laughs> and it won like the Kids Choice Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that at Nickelodeon? I think yeah, so. Yeah, it was. It sure was, and it it won. But that's because the kids didn't understand what they were no. listening to. Like a lot of the songs, we didn't understand what we were listening to. Like uh, what was oh, it? Yeah. Yin Yang Twins Whisper. Oh, we were my. just repeating it. We didn't know <laughs> what he was saying until we got older, and we were like, "Wait a minute!" Oh, especially when you were like, you were listening to the edited edition on yes. the radio, and then you finally heard, heard the unedited. It was like, whoa! <laughs> like get low the. <laughs> I'm the first there. time I heard "Get Low" and "Whisper," well, like, even uh, God, what was the um, that David Banner song? What was uh, it? Was like, oh, it, on the radio it always said, "Run, girl, I'm trying to get your body wet." Oh, yeah. But and the unedited was "Come, girl, girl I'm, I'm trying I'm to get." Trying, you. I'm like, like, yeah. Wait a minute! This is not appropriate. That for was us completely to to. threw me off. off like, I was like, I was like, okay, all right. Damn. So I was really bumping this. No wonder I got smacked. Okay, I got you, mom. I understand. Like, thank you, dad, for not letting me listen to that. I heard somebody talking about um, what was it? They were just saying like how nowadays all people talk about is like money and hoes and stuff like this. And then somebody that was like a younger artist was, was like, like, they were talking about um. What's that group from Florida? Uh, it was like the Miami. They were they were big with the Miami football team, but uh, shoot, shoot. Uh, I had to think. About, I got to think about it now. Um, That's gonna bother me. <laughs> it's one of those moments when you're gonna, gonna think about up. it. <laughs> but yeah, they were they were talking about that group because that was like most of their music. They had this like wild, like raunchy music, and right. they were making a point that that's how. Uncle Luke. Ah, that two live crew. Two live two, crew. Two live That's crew. It. That's what it was. Two live crew. Yeah. Um, two live crew. Two live crew had some raunchy music. Oh, they had plenty. And, and then it, like Snoop Dogg, uh, his music back in the day. His like, first album was called Doggy Style. Doggy Style, like, yeah. Come on now. And that that's how the music was back then. But I don't think people realized it. Nah, it was it was put in front of you, but it was done cleverly. Mm. Like it's all about, you know, an underlying to it. Yeah. And that's what made them really, you know, really great artists. Because a lot of them, you know, they did have a lot of raunchy music. I mean, <laughs> Two Live Crew was infamous for it. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to repeat one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case my mom was watching, I'm, I'm not going to repeat one of their songs. But 
Yeah, they had a lot of it that's still being used today. If you go yeah. to a club, you might actually find one of their songs being played. Yeah. And they want to say that that's all that it was about, but you have to think about where hip-hop was coming from, where rap was coming from. I mean, I've heard plenty of rock songs that talk a lot of shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Plenty, plenty of country songs. I've even heard my first country diss track. <laughs> <laughs> my first one. What he, was that? He was like, oh, ooh, I forgot who it was. I don't know if it was a joke, if it was a prank, mm. but I heard it and I laughed so hard because the dude was like, fuck your dog. I was like, the dog? Oh. <laughs> I was like, the dog? For real? Like, Yo. The dog out of all people, but it's cool. And, and he, <laughs> <laughs> little Fido's, you know, F you Fido. But that's crazy. Nah, we're, we're, we're it, it's more than that. You yeah. know, it's just what more are people going to associate with? Like, if you want to be positive and stuff, that's cool, but you might not get played, you might not get listened to because yeah. a lot of people want something that they can kind of, you know, relate to. Like, don't don't get me wrong, people relate to the struggle. They yeah. they relate to, you know, having their heart. Everybody's had a heart no matter what it was, no matter if you were the poorest of the poor, the richest of the rich, you've had it hard in some aspect. You know, we're all human. We all go through stuff. You know, yeah. it's not all perfect glitz and glamour, no matter what is going on. But to me, it's like people will gravitate more towards, you know, I'm, you know, I'm getting money or anything else because that's how they envision themselves. You know, that's why it's called entertainment as well, because people are like, yo, he's making money. I feel like I can do it, too. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to go start rapping or singing or, you know, drum up a band or anything. <laughs> drum up a band. Boss. <laughs> Boss. <laughs> but, you know, they feel like, yo, somebody gets it. Like, I'm I'm making money, you yeah. know, and so they start singing your song and, you know, turns into a fan. Boom. Uh, um, you, you listen to Hobson? What? <laughs> <laughs> What? Yes. Yeah, there are plenty of people who don't listen to Hobson. Nah, people they're they're intimidated by his look. That's mainly why they don't mm. listen to Hobson because he's not a. Is, is it cool if I say, oh, he's not a generic black dude? Yeah, he's not. You know, he goes against the grain, and he actually has a lot of deeper meaning and deeper lyricism than people are used to hearing. Absolutely. And that's honestly one of the things that's missing in the game nowadays because people are just like, "Look, just tell me what I need to know." Yeah, <laughs> it's like the secret on Netflix. Just people, tell me what I need to know. People are trying to fit a mold. I think that too. And Hobson absolutely shatters the mold. Oh, pff, destroyed it. Yeah, <laughs> he stomped on it. But he's got uh, one of his ill minds. Uh, have you seen the one where he's like in a bedroom and then there's like the the girls and the and things like two guys and he's just like basically schooling them, like preaching to them. Oh snap! It's I one of the you. it's one of the ill minds of Hobson. I can't. Remember. I think it might be like number three or four. But um, he said he's talking about like people who just basically sit at home and do nothing, but they right. listen to a lot of rap music. And he says, uh, you hear your favorite rapper talking about how they got the money stacking to the roof and you think it's just going to magically just happen to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people do. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, they really do. Like, I used I used to be like that. Like, mm-hmm. I would see, especially, like, like the local artists in Memphis who are now, like, superstars, like, you know what I'm saying, like, Yo Gotti and people like that. Like, you'd be like, yo, He's got money, but you don't see the behind the scenes of how they're doing it. They're blood, sweat, tears. They're going out every day. They're promoting their music. They're trying to get people to listen. That was back when they were selling CDs, you know, at the corner store. You know, they were doing whatever it took. And people would sit at home and just look at them, look at you and be like, okay, you got money, so where's mine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a self-entitlement. Yeah, like People are very self-entitled nowadays, and rap music doesn't help. Because it looks like they got it all. They've already got easy. it. Easy. It's easy. Right. It's yeah. easy. And it's not. Trust me, it's not. 
<laughs> it's not like if it was easy, everybody would do it. Everybody would, you know, have all the money in the world. And it's just it's not that easy. You really do have to get out here. You have to promote. You have to make sure that, you know, you're being seen. Not not so much as you're just trying to sell people stuff, but you're just trying to make them aware. That's what I like to call it. Aware. Yeah. You know, like I want people to know, hey, he does music, you know, or hey, he is having a show. Now, you don't have to show up necessarily, mm. but at least you see the work. I'm still going to do it whether you do you know you come or not whether you buy it or not whether you know it's just all about you know what you're really trying to do of course everybody wants to stack money to the ceiling (laughs) ride ride big cars and have a rolex and all this other extra shit but they don't see that you really do have to work yeah and it took a lot of people to sit me down like you're nowhere (laughs) you really have to work and that's what i've been doing this year trying to really really work and I mean work hard. Do you have a team of people or is you just kind of doing your own thing, making songs? Uh, I have a team of people, Soul City ENT. Uh, they're probably watching right now. Uh, actually, <laughs> yeah, a couple of them. Are actually. <laughs> like, shout out to all of them. So, yeah, that's that's my little team. You know, uh, my DJ, DJ Two Times, DJ Four Feet, uh, DJ Bash, shout out to Godfrey, uh, Pound, LFM. Uh, Aspire it's, it's so many of us now At first it was just me And we came together Like the Avengers mm. So it was funny <laughs> It was real funny How it happened But we all Basically Almost all went to school together And everybody's been in You know The music realm together It's just We've never actually been Together mm. And then um, Are they had, all Memphis people Or They are Every okay. single one of us Memphis 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 And that's how we like to keep it Not saying that anybody On the outside is not welcome <laughs> We're not saying that But you know That's how we started You know Everybody was from Memphis Everybody lived like 10 minutes away from each other And even to this very day We still all live Like 10 minutes away From <laughs> each other So yeah But that's how we uh, How we came together um, It was from uh, My tour actually Last this past year. Okay. I keep thinking it's last year. No, last year I was doing a bunch of shows, but this it's, year it's actually. Been a, it's been a long it's year. Been a long year. <laughs> like I said, Corona ruined everything because <laughs> it stopped me mid-tour. Like, I had Dang. just came. I literally just came back from Tampa, like from Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody in Tampa. Shout out to my boy Steve, who actually put me on to a lot of shows out there. And I literally just came back. And um, I was getting ready to uh, have this uh, the Dreams tour for my first album. And boom, we had the first show. It was nice. It was packed. Like, the venue was, like, crazy packed. And then the second night, it was packed again. Uh, we uh, we had an outside, like, kind of like bonfire at the, uh, the venue. And then the third night, Rona. <laughs> mm. The third night? Third night, Rona. The first two nights were packed. Like, there was standing room only. And then Rona hit. It was just like, why? Dang. It was like, why? So what What was your, like, immediate reaction after that? It was like, my first reaction was like, damn. Like, yeah. now what are we going to do? Because virtual shows, they're cool. Don't get me wrong. But there's just, it's nothing like a stage where you see oh, your yeah. favorite artist. They're screaming at the top of their lungs. You can see the sweat. They're running back and forth. Like, when Kanye was singing that song, he literally <laughs> ran. <laughs> Like, it's just nothing like it. Don't get me wrong, virtual shows are cool, and I understand that's how we got to live, but it's like, mm. damn, that was my first reaction. Like, what are we going to do? Mm. Like, how are we going to continue to, you know, satiate our fans? Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And everybody's just like, you know, we're going to figure it out. You know, maybe we'll do, you know, some mini shows. Maybe 10, 15 people can come. And I'm like, that's still a big risk. Mm. You know, I don't want anybody to, you know, die for this like that. Not yeah. like that. 
you know, because I've, I've already had a couple people in my family who personally, you know, who passed from Corona. So. Oh, man. Yeah. So I'm not literally trying to make anybody else, you know, suffer that kind of way. Mm. You know, so, But for now, virtual shows and the only show this year that I will actually finish doing is Loud Fest. That is the last one. OK. Yeah. I've seen you've been doing uh, <laughs> you're like all over the place. You got stuff in. Is it Houston? Yep. That's that's Loud Fest. OK. That's Loud Fest. That's Loud Fest. So what's that all about? Um, the Loud Fest is it's a uh, it's a festival full of all genre of artists. Like it doesn't matter rock, country, reggae, tone. It doesn't matter. Like everybody, it's it's really cool. Um, I made the top one hundred artists, which is really dope. Which means I actually get a little bit more stage time, which is cool. But it also cultivates a lot of the um like the sponsors, A and R's, you know, people like that who are actually coming to like scout out new talent. Mm. And it doesn't matter if you're signed or not or whatever. They're just looking to see what else is out there. And I was like, whoa, that's really cool. And I got invited to go. So I was like, cool, I'm going. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? The only one from Memphis going. I'm the only one that's from crazy. Memphis going. So that's work. That's work, everybody. That's work. <laughs> that's work. Do, so. you, do you find yourself in those situations where you, you realize, hey, I'm, I'm basically representing Memphis right here? It gets nerve-wracking because I'm not a stereotypical Memphis rapper. Like, mm. I'm not. Like, I don't even call myself a rapper like that. It's more like I'm a hip-hop artist. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, I rap, but, you know, that's only when I'm really just trying to show off. Yeah, you don't want to put yourself in that in the lane as what other people are doing. Yeah, but it gets scary sometimes because it's like when you think of Memphis, you think of, number one, the first 48. Let's go ahead and get that out the way, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> the first 48 is what you think about. Then you think about barbecue. Come on now. Yeah. World's best barbecue. It is up for debate from anybody from Texas. <laughs> it is up for debate. Absolutely. But then after that, you think about all the uh the other, you know, hip hop artists that are shining or the rappers that are shining. Like I said, yo Gotti, Moneybag, yo, you got the three six mafias, the project pats, you know, you have uh the poo shysties, you you got all of those people, you know, and when you are in a completely different lane, it's like where you survive. It gets mm. nerve wracking. Because not a lot of people want to hear you lyrically try to, you know, seduce them. Yeah. Nobody nobody wants to hear that for an entire album. Don't get me wrong. I have my fun songs, too, where I talk about getting money and stuff like that. Mm. But my core, where I'm at, I like lyricism. I like to get you to think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like to storytell. Those are all the artists that I listen to. So, of course, I took a little bit from that. I like to, you know, talk about stuff that actually happens in Memphis. You know, and of course, worldwide, you know, that's why the album's worldwide. You know, we all have problems, but, you know, I shine a light on Memphis as well as other things that can relate. So so when you were talking about like the different kind of songs you make, uh, I was actually asking Savannah Brister. I had her on the last podcast. And I caught I, that. <laughs> and I was like, so a lot of your songs, are you making them just for, uh, you know, how you think or are you making them for like how you just just to make a good song, you right. know what I mean? As far as like when you're writing the music. So when you say you've got a lot of storytelling type stuff and you know, you want the lyrics to be nice and everything, yeah. and then you've got your other music, do you feel like you need to create a balance of maybe a fifty fifty or just like a I wanna do mainly eighty percent the kind of stuff I like and twenty percent the kind of stuff that I know is just gonna be a banger, like, you know, some two two slides. <laughs> um, I would say, yeah, it, it's about an eighty twenty for me. I like to, you know, I like to put myself in other people's shoes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I like to reverse the role, you know. 
Um, I like for you to feel, you know, where I'm coming from as well as I like to try to see where you're coming from. You know, that way, you know, we can bridge some gaps and see, okay, well, this is how you're feeling and this is how I'm feeling. Okay, can we kind of weave these and see if we can understand each other just a little bit better? Because I feel like with a little bit more understanding in hip hop, that will really, you know, help. You know, there's nothing wrong. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with doing your two slides or, you know, just your bangers. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. But yeah. when you don't get that understanding and you just kind of just do whatever, you know, people aren't really going to hang on to you for too long, you know. Yeah. So if you're just making like, you know, six, nine songs, you know, it's just it's just not going to work yeah. <laughs> to me. You know, Ashton Riker is. I do not. Actually, he's a uh, really good singer in the area. Um, I had him on a while back. He's done music with uh, Lil White, um, I think Frazier Boy, hey. and some other people. But um, he, he liked the word substance. Yes. He said that a lot of substance. people don't have good substance to their music. And he said that's what he values the most yep. is making sure, you know, the words he's using are heavy, that you that you feel those words. And that's that's something I like. You right. know, I, I I, it almost breaks my heart to make a song <laughs> that doesn't have substance. And I, I try to like just make a, you know, just a whatever type song. I'm saying, yeah. this is hard. <laughs> uh, you, you have to make substance because, I mean, it's just like, it's like a drug. If it doesn't have substance, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to stick around. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just going to come in your system and leave. Yeah. You know, but when you have, a, you know, when you have true substance, it's going to stick to you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to resonate even hours later. It's going to be like, damn. I remember when so and so said that in the middle of this. Yo, did you catch that? Yeah. And it, it may it's a playback feature, you know, in your brain. It's like I gotta go play it back. You know, so the more that you have substance, like my DJ will say, you know, you have substance crisis. You have a lot of substance, which means people are going to stick to you. Mm. You know, now if you want to go out and just make whatever the hell you want, cool, by all means, you yeah. know. But as soon as you fall, they're not going to be there to pick you up. Mm. You know, if you have substance, they're going to, you know, stick around. Yeah. I mean, because artists come in and come out so quick because they're like, okay, I made this really nice song. I made this hit song. What else is next? Now their fans are like, okay, cool. But can you go a little bit deeper? Do you have like a, a backstory? You know, what was what's going on behind the scenes? Do you have some drama? You know, did your mom die? Your dad? You know, they, they did you have a Superman complex where your dad was in a tornado or something? Mm. Like they want to know more about the person, not just the music. Yeah. Because it's easy to just make a bunch of rhyming words and boom, it's a hit song. Yeah. To be honest, nowadays it's, it's too easy. Yeah. You know, but to actually have them come back. That's the whole point. You you want them to come back repeatedly. Like I'll find myself, you know, going back to a certain song that I made, and it might not be out, but it's like, damn, I wrote that. Mm. Like, damn, I said that. <laughs> you have to double check. Like, wait a minute, let me check the pad. I yeah. wrote that. Like I wrote that. Or if you have a favorite artist, like for me, it would be Cole or Kendrick. And when you finally catch what they're saying, it's like, damn, hold on, let me go back to Apple Music. What do you say? You mm. reading the lyrics like. Hmm. Yeah. Some fire right there. So, <laughs> that's just, you need substance. And he's absolutely correct. You do need substance. So who, who would you say is somebody that you think probably is, let's go with best storyteller. Best storyteller. Uh, I some love, people are just really good at storytelling. storytelling. Um, The best storytellers, and I have a list of them. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole list. But the best one still to this day is Slick Rick. 
I haven't really listened to much Slick Rick. Oh, that, I'll probably listen to maybe a couple songs with Slick it's Rick. It's that one storytelling song. Is that the dude with the patch on his eye? Yes. Okay, yeah. That one storytelling song he made, I cannot think of the name of it off top. But that was, you know, a really great story. Then, of course, we go to, you know, for me personally, I know people won't agree, but I still like Stan from Eminem. Okay. He was one of the greats to do that. Kendra Lamar made an entire album out of a story of his normal day-to-day Which life. Which one was that? Uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Literally. That's right. And um, what was it? Cole, he literally made his life, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. It was mm-hmm. an entire front to back of what he went through. He has a song called 03 Adolescence. Like, yep. He yep. was letting you know, in 03, this is how I felt. Like, yeah. You know, my homies was selling drugs, looking clean. I was like, yo, can I do that? And <laughs> it was like, nah, this is not what you need to do. Yeah. Because yeah. I might not be here two years from not doing this. So those are the kind of, you know, storytellers that I, I like to listen to. Cole also had... Um was it for your eyes only? Oh what, yes. Wasn't oh, that I, also? How did I skip that? <laughs> like, wait a minute. How did I skip that? Yes, for your eyes only. So was wasn't a... that like a story about something? As it was, it just one song that was about like a friend that had died, and he was writing the letter to like the the girl. Or no, nah, it was the 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 whole antithesis. Ah, the whole point of the uh, the album was about his friend. And uh, he had got killed young. And, you know, a lot of us can relate to that. You know, we might have had a friend pass away or, you know, something like that at an early age. And we're like, damn, like you died so young and you had so much life left to live. So Cole, he he had said he had made that album a while back, Mm. you know, just in case something happened to his friend and boom, something did. Dang. So his friend was like, look, I need you to, you know, tell my daughter about, you know, the real me just in case I'm not here. So he literally made that entire album minus neighbors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> minus neighbors. I that that that's fucked up. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that's messed up how that happened. But yes, he made that entire thing about his friend, and I thought that was really great because it highlighted a lot of you know what goes down in the hood. You know what I'm saying? As far as you could just be minding your business and a straight bullet hit you. You know, my pops used to say a bullet has no name on it. Mm. And I was like, damn, like, what does that mean? He was like, you can get hit by any bullet. It doesn't matter who fires it. Yeah. And, you know, he made that for his friends. So that was really nice. And his daughter, you know, she caught the end of that song. It's an eight minute song. And a lot of people don't stick to it because it's so long. Like I said, short attention span. Yeah. Yeah. But once you, you know, divulge into what he's really saying, you literally learn that dude was just a normal dude. He just, you know, made a couple mistakes like we all do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the system sometimes doesn't let you, you know, get out of it. You know, it, whether you you find a matrix cheat code and you get out with the blue pill or, you know, you 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 stay in it. You know, it's it's all about how you how you're gonna do it. And he he made that for his friends. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was that was really great. Uh, I would say. My favorite storytelling artist is Nas. Ah, oh. I would say it's Nas. Like Nas, I, I skipped that one. <laughs> he, I skipped that one. So I was actually telling my wife earlier. I was like, I wish I could make music like this. Like I grew up in Alabama with like all white people, <laughs> and I there's I, nothing, wrong, there's nothing yeah, wrong with that though. I cannot tell a story like Nas, <laughs> but I wish I was Nas. Right. <laughs> like I wish I grew up in that environment just so I could tell the stories that he does because it's just. Phenomenal. Yeah. It's it's like he's he needs to make a movie. 
Oh, like yeah. if Nas made movies about the hood, oh man, those would be the best movies. Like he would, uh, he would have made Boys in the Hood. Like man. he would have made stuff like that. There's, there's no doubt on that one. Because if <laughs> if he could, like, if he did a whole album, kind of like J Cole, if he did like a whole album of telling a story, that would be a movie right there. I think he did actually. Did he do one? I think it was a uh, was it Illmatic? Was it Illmatic? Or was it Stillmatic? I cannot remember which one. I don't know. I was like, I can't remember which one. It was whichever one is uh, NY State of Mine is on. Because he literally walks you through, you know, what goes down on like a, a day-to-day basis in Queens. I think that's Illmatic. Because yeah. it has the, the kid face yes, on it. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Illmatic. Because I was just listening to that one. Uh, so that's actually my favorite my favorite Nas album. That yeah, one, it's probably mine too. That one, pff, he destroyed that one. Yeah. I was like, Man, <laughs> had a scratch twerk like. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, it's like the being able to tell those kind of stories, and as we were talking about, like it hits home to certain people. Almost definitely. And if, if you've been in that situation, then that's you know that becomes like your new favorite songs <laughs> is because it's relatable, right? So I mean, Nas being able to tell those stories is like in how he does it. He's got this one song where he tells. The story backwards. Have you heard that one? No, but I gotta go oh check that one out. God. I got. If I can find it later, I'll sh- I'll let you listen to it. But I check that one out. What he does is he tells you an entire story backwards, and he's just like rapping the whole thing backwards. He's like um, talking about the he like you know the bullet goes back into the gun. And he pulls the trigger and something Ooh. like that. Is <laughs> like then he loads it and stuff like that. And like, it's he's, like he's telling the whole story, story, but in reverse. Ooh. I'm gonna have to see a scholar. If you could find that Nas song for me, I would appreciate that. Yeah, like, I, I appreciate you for checking in, but I think my my brother probably will find it. Yeah, <laughs> if that, nobody that, will find it, he'll find it. Absolutely amazing to, to be able to creatively do it. Yeah, it's hard enough to write music, right. but <laughs> but to think of an entire story and then tell it backwards and rhyme the whole thing is like. Goat level. Exactly. <laughs> Goat exactly. level right there. So, yes. Yeah, that was one of those things where I hadn't – I probably started listening to Nas for real, for real, like I'd say about 2015 or so. And then like when I just went on this spree of just listening to his music – I was like, man. It's like, how did I miss that? Now I get why this dude's the GOAT. <laughs> like, I was like, how in the world did I skip over it? I think the, when I really became heavy on Nas is when uh, I finally heard Ether. Mm. And I was like, I was already like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Ether is I was disrespectful. Like, <laughs> I still say, what was the song that Tupac made, Disambiguous? Hit him up. Hit him up and Ether. Are by far, far the hardest, hardest disses I've ever heard. Like I don't know, no Vaseline kind of goes up there. No too. Vaseline is nice. That's Lord. that's nice. I don't know because Q kind of you put a jugular on that. <laughs> yeah, one. he, he like, cooked him on that one. I was like, Jesus, he didn't have to do all of that. Put the pen down. Get out the booth. Like <laughs> somebody stop this man. <laughs> Did you see um, the Compton movie? Oh yeah, I saw Straight Outta Compton like twice. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was in Nashville when I lived up there. I uh, I saw that movie twice at the uh, the Opera Mills. Mm. It was crazy. I had to go back the same night to see it again. Like, <laughs> this is a great movie, and yeah. you learn so much about them that you really didn't know just you know hearing it or reading about it in the you know the blogs or yeah. the magazines. And it's just like, damn, y'all really went through some stuff. Like yeah. now, the only thing I can say that I wasn't surprised about was Easy E. Like as far as how he was like, this is you know my company. Type deal, mm. so I was like, I understood that. 
you know, from his side of, you know, of the coin. I don't know if Jerry Heller was, you know, robbing people. That's just maybe it was a good story. Mm-hmm. He said he didn't, but I don't know. Cube did kind of disappear, do his own thing. So I, I can't really say. But it was a really good movie, and it really showcased that you can turn nothing into something. Mm-hmm. And they really did. They literally pioneered a whole genre of music. Yeah. Literally. They carved out gangster music. And boom. Mm-hmm. And that's what the West Coast became known for. I mean, after that, you had what? Snoop. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Exhibit. You had a bunch of people. Yeah. Like DJ Quick. Um, I'm trying to think. You had Warren G. You had, uh, of course, Nate Dogg. Rest, you know, rest in peace to him. Uh, it was a, it was I always a hear about, you know, people associate E-40 with the West, but you never really hear about him with, like, a bunch of OGs in the game. Like, <sighs> You you don't associate the two like you always associate E forty as being as an OG right. for the West Coast, but like you don't hear him hanging out with Snoop Dogg and those kind of people, so it's it's kind of weird. It it is weird. I think he kind of strays away from you know the industry, like certain artists do. Yeah. They kind of just like go back to their lives, like okay, this is for entertainment. I'm going back to mm. be me again, you know. So a lot of them do that. Do you have certain artists on the West Coast that you uh, really like? Uh, the whole TDE roster. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. Like Scissor, Isaiah Rashad, Abso, Schoolboy Q. Is nice. He I is like nice. Yeah, I, he is slept on, and that's just that's our opinions. Yeah. Don't don't hold us to it. But he really is slept on. He's a really really great lyricist. Yeah, you know. So, um, who else on the West Coast that I'm rocking with? Um, you ever listen to Kid Ink? Yes. Yes. Kid Ink, I found him back in like 2009 or 2010. Um, I was in high school going, Dat Piff live mixtapes. <laughs> Not Dat Piff, yeah, Lord. Dat Piff live mixtapes. I was uh, going through the music, and I think he, his one of his mixtapes was featured. And I was like, this dude's music is amazing. I'd never heard of this before. And nobody I knew had heard of it before. And I was like, this is crazy. And then finally, you know, he started getting a little bit of exposure. But I don't know if it's just because I live in the South or what, but, like, not a lot of people listen to Kid Ink over here. Yeah. They, He's probably huge on the West Coast. Oh, of course. Like, people it, don't really listen to him. It's a, it's a Southern thing. Yeah. Honest, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Southern thing. And a lot of people, they just – hold up, say that. And you ended your life. Yep. It's <laughs> like ended my life. I had like 10 people on there. I had to end it real quick. Um, but a lot of people in the South, they're so deep-rooted in their own music and culture and yeah. everything else that they don't really like, you know, to take in anything else. Mm. They're just like, no, this is our way of life. This is it. Like, stubborn people is the South. If, yeah. If, the per- if, a, if a stubborn person was a person, it'd be the South. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, the West Coast is just so, they, they go with the wave, they ride it, they yeah. do, you know, whatever. Cool. The East Coast is more, you know, sturdy. They'll, they're, they're, they embrace change, mm-hmm. but they're not, like, just so quick to do it. Yeah. But the South? If it's not from the South, it's trash. Exactly. And it's <laughs> Who's cra- that? Trash. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> and that's crazy. And it's like, I, I never understood the South and why it's like that. Yeah. You know, it's crazy because if you're a Southern rapper, you could pop in the South easy. Mm-hmm. You could pop in the West easy. But a West Coast coming to the South? Mm-mm. Can you think of anybody from Virginia other than Chris Brown? Trey Songs. Trey Songs from Virginia? Yes, I didn't is. know that. Yep. Trey Songs, Timberland. Um, Dang, I didn't know that. Yep. Um, me. <laughs> like me. You're from Virginia? Uh, I was born in Hampton, Virginia. Oh, snap. Uh, okay. Yep. 
So I was born. So when did you leave Virginia? Like when I was like two. <laughs> yeah, okay. So that's why I still retain some of my Virginian accent. My mom still makes fun of it to this day. <laughs> so why'd you move from Virginia to you moved straight here? Mm-hmm. We moved okay. straight to Memphis after that. Um, because my parents had split, and uh, so we, you know, me and my mom and my sisters, we came and my brother, we came back. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was. Who else is uh from Virginia? It's a couple more artists. Um, Pusha T. Pusha T's from Virginia. Virginia Beach, Virginia. That's <laughs> yes, he is. I would have never guessed. That. <laughs> a lot of people like skip over there. Like Pusha T, where are you from? And he'll be like Virginia. I would have never. He's, guessed he that. said it in a couple songs actually. For real? Yes, he's that's like crazy. I'm from Virginia. So yep. And then uh, I think that's it. Virginia doesn't have too many like giant artists like that, but those no, are the biggest man. ones that I think of. Like, you know, Chris Brown, Tabby Hannock, you know, Virginia. Yeah. Trey Songz from Virginia, Timberland, uh, and um, yeah, <laughs> that's all of them. That's wild. Yeah, I try to think of you know when we think of East Coast, you you think about J Cole and being from North Carolina. Like, oh, I man. think that's like East Coast. That's why I think about, and you know, also the New York rappers, but. Of course. Um, it's do they even count as a coast? Because New York is kind of inland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, do y'all even count as a coast? No, I'm just playing. But back back then, you know, that's what East Coast versus West, West coast. coast, and really what they meant was New York versus California. That's literally <laughs> all it was. I, I like how they left the South out of that. Yeah, <laughs> the South was like, we're not involved. We were Switzerland, everybody. Yeah. We I mean, because I I can't think of anybody back then that was from like North or South Carolina or Virginia. Ooh. Like back in the day, I think everybody was like in that New York area. Yeah, it was mainly New York, Philly. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really think of anybody, honestly. Honestly, uh, around that time, like in the 90s, that's when Atlanta had started to pop. Mm. Like when TLC, Jermaine Dupri, yeah. you know, all of them were starting to really make a own sound. Outcast, like all of them, Goody Mott, like uh, literally all of them. Yeah. So. And yeah. like what you were talking about, the South being like, you know, <sighs> Sticking to the South, that Atlanta movement, what, what I get, so the late 90s all the way to, what well, was the early 2000s? Yep. I would say mainly the early 2000s. Like, they just took over music. Oh, yeah. Like it, it, wasn't, it wasn't even fair for everybody else. Of course not. It, it wasn't supposed to be fair because yeah. we had been losing for so long, it was like, now we finally get the shine. No, 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 no. <laughs> we are yeah. literally going to make y'all feel it at this point. Well, that... The South and, uh, well, really Atlanta. I'll just say it, specifically Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Atlanta and Houston, Texas. Like, those two cities in the early 2000s just Ooh. ran all music. Yes. You couldn't turn on a song if it wasn't Paul them franchise Wall, boys, them franchise boys. Mike Jones. Oh, my Lord. Like, it was. Lil Kiki. I, I lit- he's, he, he will actually be at Loud Fest. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I, I actually get to get on stage and meet Lil Kiki. So, that's pretty that's cool. That's dope. And Lil Flip. Oh, a little flip, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yep. And don't forget, uh, UGK. Yep. It was so. Who else was coming from Atlanta? Uh, Outkast was still making it. Um, yeah, early two thousand. They had um, Speaker Box, Love Below. Oh yeah, one of one of one of my favorite albums. Yeah, I I, I love that album. Um, who else was coming out? It was so many. I think Mariah Carey was still around, but I don't think she's oh, from yeah, Atlanta. Sure. I don't know. But you know, she deals with you know she was dealing with Jermaine Dupri. Exactly. So. Yeah. So I guess she would kind of count. Man. Uh, who a Sierra? Oh, yep, yep. Come on, that's now. You, right. couldn't, you couldn't Ludacris. How did we skip over Luda? Wait a minute. <laughs> like, wait a minute. That is literally one of yeah, my Luda, top he ten. Was, he was representing for Atlanta right there, like hard. Because they had wasn't Welcome to Atlanta his song. 
It was on the remix, I believe. Oh, okay. Because the story Who song was that? That was Jermaine Dupri's song. It was Jermaine Dupri's? Yes. Oh. And the story behind that goes, Ludacris, actually, I saw a video on it. It was so funny because Jermaine Dupri, you know, he was the top dog back yeah. in the day. And Ludacris, when he was first coming up, he was just trying to, you know, get his name out there. And Jermaine Dupri didn't live far from him. Mm. So, you know, he tried to, you know, go... You know, just deliver his mixtape to him, but make sure he wasn't there. So he would have to call him like, yo, I listened to your mixtape. And he pulled up and Jermaine Dupri was in the front yard washing his car. Oh. And he, he took off. A couple years later, you know, when Ludacris was finally, you know, coming up or whatever, Jermaine called him and was like, look, I want you on the song. It was mm -hmm. funny to Luda because he was like... At first, you know, you wasn't calling me at all. Now I can't get you to quit calling me. It's, just, it's funny how, you know, life works that way. So. That's funny. So, yeah, that was his song. And it was still a dope song. Yeah. And, you know, that's back when all of the, the like, New York had its song. It had, like, Ja Rule, Fat Joe. Oh, yeah. And all, yeah. I'm from New York. Yo, yeah, <laughs> see? Everybody was having their song. I think the West Coast did something like that, too. Maybe. It was like they all just started doing their own, like, songs from yeah. like I'm from this city I'm from this city I'm from this region it got it got crazy that was like the suit you know that was like right before Soldier Boy started mm -hmm. you know the the Batmans and the, yeah, the yeah. everything else like it was crazy I would say Soldier Boy people probably don't want to admit it he's probably one of the most influential artists. artists in the history of music yep because so me and my friends we were downloading his music off LimeWire oh, of course and they had no idea where he came from nope and then all of a sudden started hearing his music on um, on the radio yep. saw the video on YouTube yep. and then I was like holy smoke like he's, <laughs> he's getting some buzz right and then the dude just took over like he was Everybody, everybody makes fun of him for like him making all these claims. Yes, but he but was TikTok before TikTok. I was just about to say that had he came out with Superman today, <laughs> woo, Lord, he'd be destroying like people. he'd be breaking all kinds, all of types of records. Like we think Drake was setting a record, nah, yeah. with that dance alone, yeah. Just the Superman dance. He wouldn't even have to put out another record at all. That's all. He he had that song, Let Me Get Him. He had Shootout. Yep. Like, those songs were just all dance songs. Yep. And everybody, oh, what was that other song? Uh, what was it? Crank That RoboCop? Yeah, Crank That <laughs> They had all those Crank That. He did. And he didn't make all of them. No. But it was the fact that he started that. Yep. And people don't realize how many... How many things Soulja Boy really started, and then he might not have been the best at them. Not nah. like, other people might have. I would say, I would say the RoboCop actually might have been a better song than, than the Superman. Yeah, yeah, but it's the fact that he started it, right? And we do make fun of him for like making all these claims and stuff, like the but Dre, <laughs> Dre, Dre, Aubrey. <laughs> like yes, Drake, and. Nah, we gotta give dude his props. Yeah, like back for sure. in like oh seven when he really like dropped and he really came out. It was so crazy. People were playing like my friend like who 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 I rap with, he literally brought me that song a year before that song even really mm. just popped. Before, you know, that was when YouTube had just started. I'm talking about YouTube was fresh. Before they had the the age band and everything else, it literally had just started up. And he showed me the video of the song. It was trying to get me to do that crazy ass dance. And mm -hmm. I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. And that was back in high school. Mm -hmm. And then, boom, a year later, it took off. Mm -hmm. It was just like, damn. Like, <laughs> he was trying to get me to do that goofy dance in the house. And I just yeah. wouldn't do it. Now look at all these grown 30-year-olds in the club. <laughs> sweating their perms out trying to, trying to you. Like, 
<laughs> oh my god! Like wow, like, you know, my sister told me she was like, yeah, I was trying to do that dumbass dance in the club and yep. fell on my face. Oh man! I said, were you in heels? Yes. <laughs> so no, but we really do need to, you know, show him just a little bit of appreciation yeah. to, you know, doing everything that he did do. He was the first, you know, to go viral. Like he literally coined that phrase. To be yes, honest, like for sure, like he really went viral, and people hate it because when hip hop was coming up before. He showed up. It was like they were so into the, you know, I'm real, I'm real. Like I said, the whole, you know, thug, you know, aspect of it. You yeah. know, you kind of got to be from the streets and, you know, kind of move some dope and this kind of, yeah. you know, stuff. But he was just like, I'm a 15-year-old kid. Yes. I'm not doing none of that. Yeah. So how else can I come into this industry, this mm. world, and be who I am? Yeah. And he was like, shit, I like to have fun. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And boom, he produced it, he wrote it, he put it out. I mean, you can't really hate on that part. Yeah. I mean, it went diamond, for goodness sakes. <laughs> <laughs> it went diamond. That one song went diamond. Yeah. He never has to do another record for another, you know, as long as he lives. But nothing he'll ever do from now on. Will ever close. top that. No. Ooh. And, Ooh. you know, it's. I feel bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, feel, I feel bad, but I also feel good for him, too, because it's like... You 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 started you started a real movement. Yeah, you know you started people you know using their social medias. You started people with the cameras and you know you yeah. you did that, but you got a little too cocky at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Now that it's like you can have some humility with it. Yeah, it right. was like um, God, he was talking about Drake stealing his style from Kiss Me Through the okay, Phone. Okay, I, I, I'm glad I finally get to address that. What was that about? Okay, because he started doing it and then uh, Charlamagne. Char- yeah, Charlamagne was like, oh, I, but I still don't get it though. All right, so first of all, it wasn't Kiss Me Through the Phone, Charlamagne. <laughs> oh, okay. it, it was not Kiss Me Through cool. the Phone. It okay. was, um, he had another song. First of all, the song was like terribly mixed, but it was his song. And it was like, you know, tell me what's really going on. You know, Soldier yeah. Boy, I'm back up in the thing. Was had a name. Oh, and yes, I know Drake, that one. His first song, well, not even his first song, excuse me. Let me not say that because his first song was like Replacement Girl with Trey Songs. That was a song with Lil Wayne he had. Yeah, Miss Me. It was Miss off, Me. It was right. off his album Thank Me Later. And he started out, you know what I'm saying, tell me what's really going on, Drizzy Drake, I'm in this thing, you know, what's happening. What's happening? And yeah. he was like, he stole that whole, I said, he only borrowed like maybe two to four bars. Yeah. That was it. The rest of the song was Drake. Had nothing to do it with it. had nothing to yeah. do with you. I could see if he took that flow and that cadence and did it the entire song mm-hmm. and even used like most of your words. Okay, cool. That is definitely biting. You definitely stole that from me. I'm going to need my coins from that. Mm-hmm. But Drake just used that to, you know, get us into the song. You okay. know, that was just his start out to the song. And then on top of that, he was paying homage. Because, mm. you know, Soldier and Drake came up around the same time. Yeah. You know, it just took us longer to get to Drake because, like I said, he was different. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a thug. He was, you know, emotional. Heartbreak, heartbreak Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. He started yeah. emo rap. And, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that because, shoot, we us guys have feelings too, ladies. Exactly. <laughs> we, we feel, we cry. Exactly. Might not be in public and stuff, you know, but we cry. <laughs> But nah, when he started that, it was just like cool. But mm. Soldier, nah, he didn't he didn't steal anything from him. He just he paid homage, and that was really cool to you know us, especially if you're a hip hop head. That was really cool to see because not a lot of people even know that song. Yeah. So for you to know that song, you would have to know how far back that really was. Mm. That was like oh six. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, and that that came out in two thousand and ten. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, you said kiss me through the phone. I was like, 
Mm. Kiss me those, through the phone. Those don't sound the same at all. Mm. So I was really confused. But now that you clear that up, those yeah, those were exactly sounded the same. But for the rest of the song, it was just no. Nah, it was all Drake. Yeah. <laughs> what was that cell phone song that he had? It was it was talking about. Um, God, what was that song? I think it was Kiss Me Through the Phone. Was that, was that the other one? Oh, I guess it was Kiss yeah, Me Through the Phone. Yeah, that I was said a, cell phone. So. Yeah. And, <laughs> Kiss Me Through and, the Phone. And, and, yeah. and kids, if you're watching this, you don't really know what a ringtone is or a ring back tone. <laughs> but I will tell you. if you had That a, was everywhere. That was everywhere. If you had a cricket phone, I want people to understand. If you had a cricket phone back around that time. Oh no, scratch God. that. If you had a Motorola Razor. <laughs> The razor, yes. If you had the yes. razor, then you know that as oh soon as you call god. your girlfriend, that is your ring bag. Oh my god! And then she'll pick up and be like, "Hello, you want me to kiss you through the phone, baby?" Oh my god, <laughs> dude, you hit the nail on the coffin with that one. <laughs> it was so crazy. Like that was when ring back tones were at an all time high. Like that my ring, it. my ring back tone was heartless from Kanye West, Eight Oh Eight and Heartbreak. Mm. In the night, I hear him call. <laughs> Why isn't that still a thing? Because people shied away from it because at that point, that's when digital downloads started to become a new thing. Like, nobody has a ringtone anymore. Mm-mm. Nobody it's has a rare. Ring, like, nobody has a ring back tone. Like, because it got annoying. Think about it. All the notifications we have <laughs> to repeatedly hear, kiss me through there, kiss me through there, kiss me through Like, I throw my phone at that point. Like, get this out of here. Like, nah. I guess people are communicating faster and easier nowadays. So, just if you check your email every 10 minutes, just think about if you had your ringer on. For all my iPhone users, if you was to flip that silent up and you was to get all of your 9,000 emails, you would go insane. Yeah. Like, imagine you just put your kid to sleep and all you hear is, <laughs> baby, you know that. <laughs> I, I would lose it. I, you know what? I'm going to disconnect my service. I'm going yeah. back to track phones. <laughs> track phones. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, thinking just thinking about all the things that Soulja Boy had to influence is, is really funny because of how people treat him. Oh, what was the, um, was he beefing with Chris Brown? <laughs> Is that what that was? I can't remember. Oh, that was funny when I was, I, I kind of got in and out of that. I, I try not to keep up with stuff like that, but when you see it on like Instagram. Oh, it's too much entertainment. It's like, what? Wait What's a minute. What's the point of TV when you got Soldier Boy on Instagram Live like, talking about Chris Brown? It's like, first of all, who's going to be for Chris Brown? They made like six foot six. Like, <laughs> bruh, like nah. Like, uh, That's the country boy from Tappahannock. You, know you don't mess with people from the country. Like, they have this ungodly strength for some odd reason. <laughs> Like, cause my, like my dad is from the country and he's got this ungodly strength. I don't know if it was from chucking wood in Mississippi or what. I don't know. Cause my granddad had a farm. Maybe he was wrestling cows. I don't know, but you just, you don't do it. Yeah. If you're a city person, no. And then he's, he, then he's from like Atlanta. Nah, man. Yeah. You ain't, nah, you ain't in no woods. Like, nah. Tabahannock literally has a population of like 5,000 people. Like, nah, like, nah. Like, oh. <laughs> That whole situation that was, was funny was hilarious, but anything really Soldier Boy has ever gotten into has been pretty comical. Like it, l- recently, because let's see, he, he had a beef with Chris Brown. He had a beef with um somebody else that he was uh, on live. Wasn't with. it like a young rapper? It was. Oh, I can't. I think don't remember who that was. Like, I cannot think of it. But yeah. yeah, and I don't know. Beef isn't the same as it was. Uh, 20 years ago. No. It, it, it just, it wasn't the same. Back then, you knew 
you know, chances are you would be in the same club as so-and-so. Yeah. Nowadays, you literally know their location. So you yeah. purposely go to do harm. Back then, it was like coincidental chance. Like mm. if you were doing like a magazine cover for The Source and they were having an after party, they're going to invite all the big wigs whoever in town. Mm. And you could be on a label in town for doing something and y'all just so happen to meet up. And it's like, it's do or die at that point. Okay, mm. are we going to squash it or are we going to fight? What are we going to do? Yeah. Nowadays, nah, you you going in a body bag. Like, <laughs> and that's the crazy part. Like, people just get ready to shoot you for nothing now. Yeah. You got diamonds? Psh, they were only $200. <laughs> Jeez. You heard about King Vaughn. Um, I heard about that today from my friend Joe. I was I was like, man, that's a tragedy. I actually don't. I've heard the name before. I've like, heard of him. I've, I've never uh, like listened to his stuff or anything like mm -hmm. that. And I hate that you know that happened. You know, I'm not gonna sit up here and be like everybody else and be like, oh, I was a super fan. No. I wasn't a super fan, but I still hate when things like that happen because it's senseless and it doesn't even make any sense. You know, to me, it's like there are more than, you know, one way to how to, you know, de-escalate a situation and walk away from it. Because at this point, if you're 25 and up, you've got at least one kid, you kind of want to go home. Yeah. Like, that's how I started thinking when I got my daughter. I was like, I want to go home. Mm -hmm. Like, is it worth it to punch you in the mouth and then you turn around and go up the trunk and then now I'm laying on the ground and, you know, now they're putting me in the ground. Yeah. Like, it's not worth it. And... That's that's what I implore to all my friends, you know what I'm saying, whether they're in the music industry or not, or, you know, just be mindful. Yeah. You know, there are people that care about you, and I really do hate that that happened, you know, to him. And, um, you know, prayers go out to his family and stuff. Absolutely. Because, like, you know, because, you know, I buried my brother two years ago, mm. you know, so in the same year that I buried my dad, which is crazy. Dang. Yeah, literally a month and a half apart. And, you know, it was senseless. You know, my brother got killed, you know, in Memphis, and it was just senseless. Mm-hmm. So after that point, I just started really thinking and, you know, evaluating, okay, if I get into it with so-and-so, what could be the, you know, the possible outcomes? Mm -hmm. You know, we could squash it and just be like, you know what? You go your way, I go mine. We could fight, tussle, whatever. Then we go our separate ways. Or you could get rid of me or yeah. I could get rid of you. And I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. It's too much to do out here. Way too much. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the music industry is no place for – True beef, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's okay to have, like... MC beef. Like, yeah. You can get on a record and be like, you, you could talk your shit and be like, I'm the best rapper alive. Okay, cool. Let's put that to the test. Because, yeah. you know, they used to do that back in the day. You yes. claim you're the best, you know, all right, let's see where your lyrics really are. Like, let's see if you can measure up on the pen. Cool. You ain't leaving this room until you best me. Yeah. We're going to play however many tracks, and, you know, that's how they do it. They used to literally lock each other in the room and see... Who could out battle who? Yeah. But nowadays, nah, people people literally take it at face value. Like, you know, your music is for the streets, so therefore you must be from the streets. Mm -hmm. And 95% of that is... <laughs> I, I, at first, I was going to say 90, but I was like, 95%. Let's bump this up. <laughs> yeah, let me up this just a little bit. 95% of people aren't really out here doing that because the people that I knew that were actually out here robbing, killing, stealing, doing all of this other shit that they talk about... They're dead and gone now. Yeah. They're in jail for 25 to life. Mm. Or, you know, they didn't fled to China, but, you know, the U.S. brought them back. Don't, don't, <laughs> I don't know how they did it with the extradition law, but, hey, it happened. By any means. Any means. Yeah, there was um, somebody was talking about why they started drinking lean, and uh, they said Future was the reason why they started drinking lean. And um, Future said that it, like, 
it it kind of messed him up yeah. hearing that. And I was like, what did what? you expect? <laughs> like, Your what? future. Like, you are a future. <laughs> Your name is it's, the future. <laughs> like, literally, it's sensational. <laughs> that, that is my favorite meme, sensational. sensational. Oh, but yes, yeah, like, what do you expect? I mean, think about it. You talk about all of these drugs that you do. And Future's even been in interviews like, I don't do drugs. His mixtape was called Dirty Sprite. That was his most famous mixtape, Dirty Sprite. And they were like, what? And this dude is confused on why somebody started drinking lean because of him. Because hip-hop has turned into the most influential, you know, music. I remember when we were, you know, growing up, people would kind of want to, you know, do some of the things that they were talking about in hip-hop, kind of. Now everybody, they, like, live off that. They literally live off of your words. So as soon as you say, I'm out here drinking lean, me too, let me get to it. Double cut me up. Or, you know, I'm out here about to, you know, hit a lick. Me too. Mm -hmm. They literally cling to it. And people don't really register that, Oh snap! I'm an influence, especially like the bigger, you know, the bigger artist. Even no scratch, like, even if you're small, even if you're a smaller artist, you know, your words do matter. You know, I don't want you to think, oh, I can just say whatever the fuck I want to say, and nobody's gonna pay attention. No, 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 no. Yeah. As soon as you start saying, you know, whatever you give your energy to is gonna be directed. You mm-hmm. know, saying energy is contagious. Yeah. So when people, you know, they put all their energy into it. Think about it. When Six Nine first came out and he was energetic as hell, yelling in the mic, people yeah. were like, "Yo, that's hype! Let me get hype!" You caught that energy. Yeah. You know, but if you're on a on a smooth, you know, Nas tip, you, you gonna kind of relax. You know, like okay, let me exactly mellow yeah. out. You know, it's just all about the energy. And when people catch that energy. They're like, I got to match whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, if, you, if you've never been at a club and the club got hype and you're the only person standing still, chances are you're probably lame. <laughs> <laughs> but you you don't want to be lame, so you, yeah. you you hype up too. Absolutely. So I, I hate that, though. I hate that. Have you heard the story the game was telling about 6 uh, 9 Which one? <laughs> like, so um, the game said he knew... Six nine. No, it wasn't the game. No, it was Dave it was, East. It was Dave, Dave East. East. Yes, that's right. That's I was like, wait a minute, which story? Yeah, it was yeah. Dave East. Yeah, I don't know why I thought I was thinking it was the game, but um, yeah, Dave East was telling that story about how um, he wasn't even like that. Yeah, he like, said it was just like the cameraman or yeah. something for somebody. Yep, he and was the then, cameraman for another artist, and then he was like a week and a half later, he came in there with tattoos and the rainbow hair, and Dave was confused. He was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you weren't like this last. Like, what happened? Yeah. Because one, one of the people Dave was cool with was like, hey, that's an old boy that used to be the cameraman. Yeah, and that that's that's crazy because you don't want to transform like that. Mm. Because at that point, you saw all the crazy crap that he went through. Yeah. You know, trying to put on that kind of image, you know, trying to feed whatever he was trying to feed. I'm not mad at anybody for trying to feed their families whatever way that you do. Yeah. That's your business, you know. More power to you, you know, hope the Lord or Buddha or whatever you believe in, the aliens, you know, <laughs> Titans, whatever is with you. But just know it comes with consequences. Yeah. You know, whether they're big or small. Yeah. And I don't think he really registered that the street life does come with a lot of stipulations behind yeah. it. How long was he in jail? He was only in jail, I think, like two, two years. Like two years. Because mm. this was right as 2018 was, he was getting ready to release his first or second album mm. and then he went to jail like literally right before that oh and then this year he got released and rona hit uh bobby schmurder got out didn't he no he's, not he's out. still in he's still in he's not him out yet and, uh was it roddy 
Yes, they are still in. Right, rowdy, whatever his name. For yeah. now, I believe they're supposed to come home either twenty twenty one or twenty two, whichever mm. one of them. Yeah, I mean, all those all those people were just destroying music. Like they were they were the top of the people, top oh, of the yeah. list of everything, what? and then. They all went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> they went to jail because Chameleonaire told us literally back in like 2005, the hip hop police. Mm. They literally have a section, a section of police officers that just listen to rap music. Yeah. Just to find your lyrics. Think about it. There was a dude in Ohio. It was a story. My older sister was telling me about it. And she sent me, you know, uh, the Instagram, you know, when they do the bulletins and, you know, breaking news and stuff. Yeah. And she sent it to me. It was like, brother, look at this. And I was like, the hell? And I was reading the story. Dude made a whole rap song about the robbery and murder he just committed like three days ago. Oh, my God. And it was like, wait a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. You committed robbery and murder? Like, you described everything. What gave it away is like the swim trunks that the victim had on. Oh. And he described it to a T. And now he's got like three consecutive life sentences. Like you gotta die and be revived and die again just to come back. Like we have to repeatedly get the Dragon Balls for this guy. Like, <laughs> like repeatedly. Like jeez. <laughs> like at this point. <laughs> like at this point, like oh Shenron's God. gonna just pop up. Like no, we're not doing this. Not again. Not again. <laughs> you can only revive once. Once. Like once. <laughs> Like, no, they're gonna have to oh, take a trip man. to Namek again, but uh, it, it's, <laughs> and that's how a lot of them were getting caught up in their rap music. Yeah. Like it's okay to live your life through your songs, but kind of tone it down a little, censor yourself just a little bit. Like especially if you you're, you're a street dude and you're really out here, yeah, you know. Don't don't give them no information. Yeah. They don't need to know. They don't need to know you was on Seventh Avenue with eight pounds, two rod wireless, three guns. <laughs> you got two holes in the back. Like I keep my red hat on me. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, they don't need to know all of that. Oh my you God, know? They know you in the red hat. You're the only dude with the red hat <laughs> in the, the area. Dude. Like, and then what what makes it worse is when they take the pictures. Oh yeah. Like that's what kills me too. Like y'all take all of these pictures with like guns and money and drugs. They they didn't tone down on the drugs now. Have they, you seen that video? It's a it's a funny video. It's a it's a light skinned black dude. He's got like chin strap beard and he's always like making funny videos, but he, he's making one where him and like two other guys are cops and they're watching rap videos and they're like just catching people from the videos. Like, the first one, um, it's a dude, he's just like, he's got a gun. He's like, um, I got the gun. Who got the gun? I got the gun. <laughs> he's like, and um, they're just watching the video, and they're like, hold on, oh, oh, this is pretty nice. I got the gun. He's like, play that back. And he's like, who got the gun? I got the gun. He's like, oh, he got the gun. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, he, we got him. Yeah, we, we got, got him. him. <laughs> he's got the gun, so we know. And they don't think, like I said, they really don't think that the police are really out here listening. Yeah. Like, what? Like, they're, they are probably your most streamed on Spotify right now. <laughs> like, the playlist that you're in right now, I guarantee at Officer Johnson is somewhere down at 201 <laughs> listening to you right now. Like, yeah. Yep. You know, we attack them at dawn. Like, yeah. We, we got you. Like, nah. So, nah. That's why you have to be careful, you know. I'm not saying that you have to lie, but don't necessarily tell the truth. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't dry snitch on yourself. Yeah, you, you know if you get caught wet snitching, you know that's that's your business. Dry <laughs> snitching, nah, don't dry snitch on yourself. Man, it's it's really just sad seeing so many people just do that to themselves because right. they can have such a great career in music and do well and freaking 
you know, stop doing what they're doing, but they choose not to. Uh, and then also, unfortunate things happen, like what happened to Meek Mill. Like, ah. Wasn't really doing anything, anything truly like bad. Bad, like that was the the, the crazy part because I had been on Meek since I took a trip <clears throat> up north. Actually, I was visiting my cousins, and uh, I got put on his Flamers mixtape. Mm. And I was you on. Have, you should have started with Dream Chasers though. Uh-huh. James Trace, uh Dream Chasers was. Phenomenal. I'm. I don't know his old flamers when he had the dirty braids. Man, <laughs> I don't know, man. Meek Meek used to kill it, like for real, for real. And people slept on him for so long, but he kicked down the door. But I hate what happened to him because he literally wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Like the judge was like, "You're gonna do this, that, and the third. And he was like, "I'm not gonna do that." <laughs> like, no, that's stupid. Wasn't like, the story he um he didn't have a permit or something like a driving permit. He was on the dirt bike. Or yeah, it, was, it was something literally that trivial. And the judge was like, okay, well, if you, I think he's like, the judge had an off the wall request mm-hmm. and Meek was like, I'm not going to do that. Like at the end of the day, outside of this music, I'm still a man. You're yeah. not going to just command me to do something that first of all, I don't want to do. Second of all, I'm not going to do. Mm-hmm. So he's like, no, I'll just take my jail time. <laughs> I, I, I'll take it Like if you're playing A game of Monopoly That's what happened mm. He did not pass go But He came back And he came back Full force So Yeah absolutely <clears throat> And like He had people Like Robert Kraft The owner of the Patriots Was like coming to see him In jail Yeah cause but- it it was nutty why he went to jail. Like yeah. he literally went to jail off nothing. If you've ever, if you've ever been to jail for doing something, imagine if you've done nothing yeah. and you go to jail. How pissed you'll be. Yeah. But it's, it's good. especially when you're Meek Mill. Exactly. Like, you, like, you're making millions of dollars doing music, and then you get put in jail over something stupid. I mean, then, it's not the fact that he was in jail. It's the fact that how long, long they was, gave him for jail time. Yeah. And then on top of that, like he still has a family to feed. Like yeah. he's losing money at this point. So it's like my freedom matters so I can feed who I need to, you know, and nobody, you know, outside of the people who actually knew him were really looking at it like that. I remember I was going down posting people were like, oh, I'm glad he's in jail. He can't rap and da da da. I was like, what the, what? Still a man. Still a man. (laughs) Thank you. At the end of the day, he's still a man. Still a man. Like, come on, y'all. Like, jeez. Yeah. But I hate that as, you know, you know, people get up in the game. People don't look at you like you're a person anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you see a celebrity, you're like, man, you know, you you look at them, they got this, like, glow to them. Like, yeah. you're just like, oh, man, that person's amazing. They're just like, bro, I'm just like you. Yeah. I just so happen to make music. Yeah. I'm no different. I still wake up. I still scratch. I still go to bed wrong. <laughs> my kid still gets on my nerves. Yeah. I still got to sit in, sit in L.A. traffic for two hours. Yeah. Like, I still like to go hang out with my family. Like, some people like to go in and out burger. I don't, <laughs> but, you know. As much as I am on kind of the Jordan Lucas train of, ah. um, of thinking Logic is corny. But, oh. <laughs> but I will say, Logic said something pretty cool one time. He said that... He would. He went to a McDonald's. He was like in, like inside the McDonald's, and I think he said some guy like came up to him, was like taking pictures of him, like in his face and whatnot. And Logic was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, hold on, put the camera down." Hey, my name is, and he like started. Yeah. He like forced him to have a conversation with him because he was like, "You're not about to treat me like I'm not some object. Like I'm a person. Yeah, like, just like, talk to me. Just you can and." 
<sighs> Even though Logic does have his corny moments, he's yeah. actually an artist that I actually like because outside of his, you know, corniness, he does have a nice message behind him. It's just all about, you know, peace, love, and positivity. We already have enough negativity going around in the world. Yeah. We already have enough bad crap going on. It's like that's a that's a that's a good ray, you yeah. know, to have. And even if he's corny, yeah, even if he's corny, at least it's a good message. Yeah, at least it's a good. It's all yeah. about the message. It's yeah. like you could be corny all day. We know a lot of corny artists. Yeah, but <laughs> but we let them slide. Like we let them slide. You know because of their message. But yeah. you know his message is actually nice. It's yeah. just you have to sit down and listen to him. Yeah, and I had to recently do that because I had never, I had never listened to a Logic album prior to uh, No Pressure. His last one. You should listen to the Sinatras. I, I went back yeah, and I started, started listening to him, and I was like, "Damn!" Yeah, that's like, actually where I started with. Uh, you have you listened to Nikki? No. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> so the song is called Nikki, and he, he's talking about how how much he loves Nikki and how much he wants to, you know, just be with Nikki and stuff. It's nicotine. Ah, that's a trick. I like that. He's talking about how he doesn't, you know, they've got a bad relationship, and as even though he loves her, he really shouldn't be with her. All this kind of stuff. He's talking about nicotine. See, that's that's what I like. That's what I'm saying. That's (laughs) substance. Boom, callback. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, and then uh, everybody was on the. This is, I guess, when fast rapping or choppers, as they're known, you know, starting to make a real comeback because of Joyner and Logic and, of course, Eminem and Ted yeah, Nine, yeah. you know. Um, Have you listened to West Coast Choppers? Yeah. What? Or West Coast. Worldwide. <laughs> like, hey, what? Worldwide Choppers. Worldwide, yes. I think it's like three different parts. Uh, I've, I think I've heard two. Yeah, it was the Midwest and then one. it was the Worldwide. It, actually, it's three. It's uh, it, yeah. It's it, they have one with the West Coast. Okay. They have one with the Midwest, and then they have one with everybody from like worldwide. And okay. it was crazy. Yeah, the worldwide choppers. I really like that. That one. was I heard that back in 2013. Yeah, man. that's still on my playlist. Yeah, <sighs> I love that song. Uh, Twister, Buster Rhymes. They ate that. Yeah, Tech Nine ate that too. It was uh, who was it at the very end? Twisted Insane. They also had uh, was Chris Calico in there. Yes. And then uh, I think Yellow Wolf was in there too. Yellow Wolf was yep. in there. Yep. I couldn't. I could not keep up. <laughs> I was read. It was like I felt like it was the Japanese subtitles, and I was trying to read it, and it just <laughs> it, it wasn't going for me. But yeah, that was um, that was uh, yeah. Joyner definitely called him, you know, lame back in the you know when they would have had their little beef or whatever. So how do you feel about that? What was it? It was a Tech Nine, Joyner, and Sriracha. Logic. It was on Sriracha. Sriracha. So. Sriracha. For those of you who don't know, go listen to Sriracha, Sriracha. Yes. and then then you got to come back. <laughs> what what was the what was the other um, song? Was it no? It wasn't. It was that. Was um, it Speedum? I can't remember because I just remember Joyner was talking about it on that TV show, yeah, with, uh, or radio show, whatever, with DJ Academics mm-hmm. and all them on there, and um, he was talking about how Logic. Um, just he didn't it, like it, his verse. Yeah, it it rubbed him wrong. Yeah, and I understood from a from an artist standpoint why I rubbed him wrong. Yeah. Now, do I feel like he should have had like a full on beef with dude? No, but yeah. I understood how it rubbed him wrong because Logic is known for rapping fast. Mm. That's what he's known for. Like dude can like he can really get it. And Jordan was like, "Yo, this is the perfect track to show out yeah. on." Like you know, Tech Nine of course is always gonna bring you know the fast Tech flow. Tech Nine was phenomenal. Oh, he was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> 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 that was one of his. His best songs. I was like, damn. 
Like I, when I finally was able to keep up with it, I was like, yes. <laughs> you know, it took practice, but yeah, he was you know let down because not only did Logic put that verse off for like four months mm. after learning that you know Jordan was gonna be on the song because Tech originally was just like it's just me and Logic. Mm. And Jordan's like, no, you gotta let me on the song. Like this, this is a really nice song. Like I really want to show out. Da 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 da. Yeah. And Tech was like, cool. Jordan did the verse. Boom, got it back to him in a couple days. All right. Still waiting on Logic. Still waiting on Logic. Still waiting on. Three months go by. Still waiting on Logic. The fourth month. All right, here it is. And this is what you give me. Yeah. Like, the verse was seven point five out of ten. Like half the half the verse, he was talking about. Oh wait, I'm sorry, I should have got this to you a long yeah, time ago. Like, he said that in the middle of the verse, and that's really what I guess. This is how I'm supposed to go and stuff. I was like, like, no, you were supposed to come with that super fast rap that you normally do, yeah, and you didn't, and people were kind of let down. Yeah, like the track is still great. Don't get me wrong, all three MCs they really you know did their thing, but at the end of the day, he got it, carried. You really did. He like, got carried by Tech and uh, Joyner. Joyner, especially Joyner's last like eight. Oh my God! <laughs> I don't understand a bit of it, but that's one of the nastiest <laughs> it's like, bars ever. Like he just just goes on, and it, it it's just awesome listening some to somebody rap like that. Even even if you can't understand it, and you're just listening to it, can't like a lick. <laughs> it just sounds awesome. Right. So that's I got to give Jordan props for being able to put that together. Yeah. But so. yeah, him and Tech did their thing and. And Logic's part was just very subpar. It was just, you know, it very like now. Granted, his last, like I said, his last like four bars was like his strongest. Mm-hmm. You know, the Columbine. You know, yeah, that yeah. those lines. It was really nice at the end. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like that. That that's it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, but I understood, like I said, from an artist aspect, why Joyner felt that way. Like I said, mm-hmm. I don't feel like he should have. You know. Had a, a little beef or whatever. Logic was like, I'm not even beefing with dude. I don't I don't yeah. really care like that. <laughs> like he was like, I don't really care like that. And uh they they patched it up because they actually have a song, you know, on Joyner's uh album. That's right. Isis. That's right. So, so have you oh, had any Was relationship- it ISIS or was it ADHD? I think it was ADHD. I can't remember. I think it was ADHD. Was it ADHD? Or was it- no, it was ISIS. It was ISIS. Mm. Oh yeah, because they were dressed in like military stuff. Yes, up. it was ISIS. Yeah. And uh at that one, that's they were killing it. Yeah. At that point, that was a really good logic verse. Mm-hmm. Like that was a really, really good one. And when you take time to break it down, you're like, damn, okay, yeah, some really nice bars yeah. here and here. And Jordan has some really good ones. Okay. And it was just like, why didn't you bring that to Sriracha? <laughs> that was my only question. I was like, why didn't you bring that shit to Sriracha? Like, no telling. Man. But it is, it, it is what it is. That's the mantra for the year. It Before is, it is, it is, it is what it is. <laughs> Have you ever had any situations like that with another artist, like trying to bring them on, they just didn't do well? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I, I, I've had instances where I'm trying to bring an artist on. I will literally have the open verse, not charging, not saying, you know, I'm asking what's the feature price or whatever. And I'll get left on red. I've been left on red so much. Like, Twitter is now my infamous place to go to be left on red. Dang. And this shit's so funny because they're like, oh, I like your music. You know, I checked it out. I like, and, I, and, and, and I've got so good now when I'm talking to somebody. Like, okay, so you said you like, let's say, from my album Dreams. Okay, you said you like Healing, which is like track 10. Mm. Okay, uh, tell me a bar from that song. 
That's how I get to people now because I'm like, I'm going to listen to you. Yeah, yeah. And I can tell you from your latest single what bar I like, what melody, what key it's in. Okay, cool. So now tell me something if we're really going to work. Mm. And once I do that, I'm left on red. That's crazy. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, what did I do? I'm just trying to engage. I don't yeah. want to just hop on a track randomly with somebody I don't know anything about. I don't know how your style is. What if I send you some crunk music and you're more of a mellow soul? Yeah. Or what if I, you're a mellow soul and you're trying to put me on something that's talking about some alien otherworldly stuff? Yeah. You know, it, it's just it has to mesh well, you know. And if it doesn't, then, of course, it's not going to work. But in recent days, I just I stick to myself. And I hate it because I like to do artist collaborations, but mm. lately I haven't. I'm halfway through an album and I've only got one feature. <laughs> I had to think about it. So what's halfway? How many songs you got? Uh, I'm at ten right now. Ten songs, okay. Ten, and I had to learn that less is more, so I'm only waiting on like three or four more. That's I was it. about to say I've. It's going to be a while before I put out like a whole. Like a so nowadays, you know, with United Masters, Distro Kids, CD Baby, all that stuff. Of course, and you can call anything an album. Like the the idea of unless you're with a big name uh, record label like Universal or stuff like that. Yes, stu- you're like when they call that like the first studio album. That kind of stuff is really irrelevant for like unsigned artists yes. because everything we put out can be called an album. Yes, like, man. We can we just basically have to tell people this is an EP. This, so for people who don't know, EP is um, what's it called? Because LP is long play. Yeah. I forgot what EP is. Uh, it's not exclusive. It's something. Um, it's basically just a shorter version of uh, LP. And yeah. LP can go up to you know eight to ten songs. Uh, yeah. EP is more like five to seven. Correct. Yeah. And an EP is mainly to showcase quickly what you can do. Extended play. Extended play. That's what it is. Yeah. So it's- the purpose of so if you have like one song or two songs, then um, most people usually don't call that an EP, but uh, usually it's like the four songs or five yeah. song range. And then, cause you're usually not going to put something out with like two songs on it. Right. The closest person was a uh, freaking what's his name? J Cole had, was it Unabomber? <sighs> I think it had like four. It was the one with Michael Jordan when, uh, Michael Jordan's doing that dunk on the cover. Oh, it was yeah. one of those old mixtapes. Oh, yeah. But, um, that had like four songs on it. Yep. And then I think that yours, true, yours truly have like, Six songs on it, or something. I think it like had that. like I think it had like six or eight. It was, like eight. it was something short. Yeah, it was really short, and he was just doing it mainly because he still couldn't put his album out. Yeah, so EPs are short, and then LPs could be whatever you want it to be. Like it's usually long. It's usually longer. It's about ten songs or so, whatever. But um, so yeah, now that's kind of irrelevant for unsigned artists because. Everything can be an album to us, yep. you know, because th- we're just uploading it on whatever service you want to use. As I said, DistroKid, CD Baby, United Masters, Masters whatever. You know. And almost forgot where I was going with this, but basically, the doing 
it's like the significance has been taken away. Yes. Because yes. back in the day when we heard somebody was having an album, it was like, yo, I got to cop this. I got to yeah. get it as quickly as possible. I'm copping two, one for me and one for my <laughs> friend. And if he want another one, I'm getting three. Like, you know, yeah. so back then, of course, everybody was excited. Buying a physical thing was, th- that made a difference You want to know well. the last physical album I actually had? What's that? The last physical album I actually held. Actually, it was two of them. I had just got out of boot camp and I had Drake's Take Care. Really? That was the the one of the last ones. And I think the last one that I ever had was um was it Dark Twisted Fantasies? Who's it, that? It was Kanye West. Oh. I think those were the last two, if I'm not mistaken. I believe those were the last two I actually could hold in my hand and play in a car on a CD player. That's wild. So yeah. I think the last like big name person uh album I've had was um, I think it was like Gorilla Zoe's <sighs> debut album, and then also man. Um, it was one of I think it was Thug Motivation One Hundred One. Jeezy, yeah, Woo. I think those are the last two albums. They were actually my cousin's albums, <laughs> and um, I, I probably played those like nonstop. Like, like non- when I first heard Jeezy, I think I was in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I was literally in the sixth grade, and I'm gonna stack some more, and then. <laughs> Then I'm going to stack, stack some more. Like, Jeezy came and literally. He's ch- got the best ad-libs ever. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> that one ad-lib, <laughs> that, that lived in my house infamously. Like, it literally lived in my house so much to the point where my mom was like, you say it again, I'm going to chop you in the throat. <laughs> like, because my, like my uncle would come through the house and I'd be like, you know what I'm saying? He'll, he'll say something to me and I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> so it was like, we were getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny. Yeah, man. Jesus got the greatest ad libs. He yeah, it's the whole album thing has completely changed in music right. with the streaming services and everything. So that's that's a whole topic, topic. that people right. they get, skip over. Yeah, <laughs> because even for me, like. I want to get my album done, but after December when it's actually finished and I send it off to get mixed and mastered, I'm done with it. I'm not messing with it. I'm not putting it out. Yeah. A lot of you know, a lot of people assume, <clears throat> oh, he's gonna put an album out. No. Yeah. Because it's a singles game now. Yeah. A lot of people don't, you know, they don't study the game like that, so they just think, oh, let me put another album out or an EP out. Nah, it's a singles game, and it's not. You know, to try to get a big hit is mm-hmm. to you know attract your true fans, your true audience. Yeah. You know, that's that's what it's supposed to you know to do. And I had to learn that. You know, studying people. You know, learning. You know what really works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. You could put out an album right now, but I guarantee not too many people are gonna listen to it. Yeah. But if you put out a single, something they could go back to, go back to, go back to. They'll go back. It's to, a build up. To me, albums now are just like. Just like being on, uh, like the Lakers or yep. like how the Heat were, like you had three huge people and then a bunch of scrubs. <laughs> like, it was literally like it was like it was like I'm David Ruffin and these are the Temptations. Yeah, <laughs> it was literally that's, like that. that to me. That's what albums are because yeah. so I I follow some producers that <clears throat> that aren't that big name, but they've been on. They've got a placement. That's yeah. what they call it, you know. When somebody gets a placement, it's basically like, hey, I got my beat. I was a part of a beat in this song. Yeah. And so um he, you know, he got he's showing everybody he got this plaque from the album that went number one. Right. I'm just like, 
that's a thing. Like yeah. you get a plaque for being a part of the album, even if even if the song you were a part of, nobody knows yeah. or cares about. You still get notoriety yep. for being on that team. Yep. And I was like, that's that's, that's basically like joining a basketball team, and riding the bench all season, and then you still get a ring. Yep, that's exactly what it is, and that's crazy. That that's all albums are today because yep. nowadays I would say if you make fifteen songs on your album, yep. You're probably going to have two bangers yep. and one song that is a gem. Like nobody knew about it, you didn't promote it, but one person out there loves it. Like yep. you know, there's God, was there's some song that's on like a big crit album Ooh, and slept on. I absolutely love this song, and I was like, he that should have been his single. Like he should have promoted that song. Yep. But there, so there's always about. You're gonna have about two bangers where everybody knows those songs, and then you're gonna have like one gem, like a diamond in the rough. Yep. The rest of those songs are fillers. Yep. Like that's just how the that's just how the game is nowadays. Like nobody knows. I would probably say sixty to seventy percent of the songs on your album. They yep. just know those singles that you released, and then that's it. And that's it. And that 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 is a uh, it's a it's it's a crazy it's a crazy game because yeah. it's true, you know. Uh, Cause I, cause I've done that. I've done that to like other artists. I'll be like, "Yo, this this should have been your single," or you know, because I'm listening as a fan. You know, mm. I'm like, "Yo, this should have been your single," or you should have, you know, promoted this a little bit more and not this one. But I get why they do it in a in a way. You know, that's how they set up their marketing plan or whatever. Or, you know, their campaign. That's how they do it. Yeah. You know, not a lot of people. You know, they. Go straight for the banger. Sometimes they want to put the gym out. Yeah. Like, you know, and sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. It's a 50-50, you know. But if you have your your real fans, your your, your good fans who no matter what's going to happen, you know, they're going to have your back. They're going to buy your stuff. They're going to, you know, listen to your music, tell a friend. You'll be all right. Yeah. You know, it might not get super, you know, far, but it'll, it'll, it'll get to where you want it to get. Yeah. So. And... That's why, you know, when I was asking about how many songs are on there, because I was like, dude, yeah. don't do more work than you need to. I'm not, I'm not Big Sean in it. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. And then I'm not doing, you know, thinking about a deluxe version. No. Yeah. There's not a deluxe edition coming out. All, it's, it's just, it's, it's not worth it. Nah. Like, uh, if you're, if you're going, you know, I've got my own setup where I, I do all my music here, but yeah. if you are going to somebody to record and you're paying them all this money just to, do your 15, 18 song album. It's like, dude, how do you even know it's going to be worth that much? Like <laughs> you might not, you're probably, I want to say probably, probably not going to get that money back in that album. Yeah. You could literally have just done three songs, make them the best songs you've ever done. And then you would get that money back. Yep. But doing those 18 song albums isn't, it's not mm. worth it anymore. It, not, not anymore. And that is the truth. That's all like, nah, I'm only doing maybe three more and then I'm stopping. I'm putting that to the side completely. That's just going to be tucked away, you know, for when I build a really, really big following and then boom, oh, we want an album. It's already ready for you. Yeah. Just let me know when y'all need it. We want it in November. Good thing it's July. <laughs> we got time. So, yeah, that's that, that's what I'm aiming for. And somebody had, I think it was my DJ, actually, he had to slow me up and was like, no, you need to study what you're trying to get into for real. Mm. He was like, because you're over here. Because it, <laughs> it's funny because I had 25 songs. Oh, wow. I had 25. So was it just like a 
25 for this album or was it like 25 random songs? No, it was 25 for the album. But I I knew in my heart of hearts, I knew I couldn't do all 25. Mm. I knew that. Because it was like, first of all, I'm not going to listen to all 25 of these shits. Like, (laughs) like I'm going to play it through like three times just to be like, oh, yeah, I did say that. Mm. And then it's just going to be sitting there for the rest of the life. No. So I was like, no, I need something where people can come back. So I was like, okay, let's chop it up. Okay, let's do... Uh, an EP here, ten singles here, and then have an album with ten songs, mm. or you know, LP with ten songs. Cool, you know, we can do that. But to cram all twenty five into one setting, try to you know promote the single or have three singles, and nah, it's it's not worth it. It's yeah. that's that's more money wasted than anything. Yeah, and it's it's just not worth it. Especially if you're not like a big artist or you have a label or an investor or somebody backing you and you're really out here doing it independent, you're writing, producing, Mm -hmm. you're putting all of this money into that and then you turn around and you have 25 songs in one album and you don't see too much from it. Yeah. That's a letdown. I mean, I would even say with Scorpion, like the Drake, he had the A to B, I would probably say six of those songs Everybody knows God's plan, the March twenty fourth one, mob ties. Was that birthday song on that? On one of those? I think it was. I think it was some like birthday song he had. It was you know it was a ladies type song. Yeah, and uh, what was it? Uh, The Kiki, do you love? That That was on that. That was on there. And then uh, was that four? And it was like two more. He didn't have many that Mm. like. I guarantee you everybody could be like, oh, yeah, I know that song. Yeah. And that was a two-disc type thing. Yeah. That's and why he's. That's why him and Forty said, no, the next album will be seven songs. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, our next joint will be seven songs. And he tried to, he was talking about making it like a playlist. He's like, oh, this is less of an album, more of a playlist. Right. I don't know if that was Scorpion. I remember he said that for, let's see, there was Views. Views was long, too. Yeah, Views was kind of long. But long. I will say Views had a lot of hits on it. Yeah, like, it gave it gave Drake his pop, his real pop feel. Like Views, I would say there are probably, if there were 14 songs on that, I would say most people would know most of the songs on it. Oh, yeah, Views. most definitely. That, um, every single one of those was good. What was it? It gave us Controller. It gave us, um, was Highline Bling on there? Yes, yeah, I think Highline, it was, yep. yeah. Which <laughs> garnered a billion YouTube yeah. views. Like. That's that's crazy. I was listening to um, NBA. No, yeah, it was NBA Youngboy. He was he was talking about. Um, I had I don't know like sixteen songs on here, but I think I might put twenty. I was like, why? But he had the fan. Was he <laughs> NBA Youngboy had the fan base to do that kind of deal? <laughs> like they just said, what was it on Twitter? I saw it like earlier today. It was like he gets YouTube views like eight million views a day. Jesus. I was like, what the hell? Like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> Eight million a day? That means That's you, insane. That's literally like, and when you add up the checks, eight million a day, not it's like eight million, sixteen. Doing right? nothing. It's like doing nothing. They're just recouping n- the money. Nothing. And you know, so you if you have the base the fan base to do that, you could do that. Yeah. Think about it. Big Sean just came out with like a twenty three song album. And it was and it was number one. That's so crazy. He could do that. You know, everybody was anticipating that. Yeah. Then on top of that, he has a label backing him, you know. 
So, of course, he can do that kind of stuff. But like yeah. I said, if you're a smaller artist, you, it's not going to really benefit you in the long run. Correct. Like, they'll come back to it mm-hmm. after, you know, you've made it. And they're like, yo, I should have been on, you know, did you hear track 25? No, I'm still on 32. <laughs> like, I think one of my friends did that. I think he made, like, 44 tracks. What? I, no bullshit. Like, I have to ask him, like, how many did you make? Because I know it was, like, in the 20 to 5 to 40 range. Like, Do streaming sites have a limit on how many songs you can put on an album? I don't think so. I'm not entirely sure. I didn't even think about that till now because, like, I think the average CD was, like, it was about 18 songs if you have three-minute songs. Except Confessions, ladies and gentlemen. Except <laughs> Usher's Confessions. It was, like, 22. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I've never, I mean, I've never had an album that. I've never had an album that's that long. Yeah, so, so I don't have a clue if they if they make a limit. Because I mean, technically, if you upload an album, you, it could be a playlist. Because yeah. they make, you know, especially Spotify, they make playlists. So you know, Spotify's about to play, you know, pay artists less. Did you see that? I heard about that. Oh, you gotta see that. So it was, you could pay them to up your plays more. And then they would pay you less. Yep. Is that is that what it was? That's, that's kind of how it is. And to that, like put, they were trying to help unsigned artists get their music pushed more. Like they were like, hey, we're gonna stop playing all these big name artists and then start playing like all the unsigned artists, but we're gonna pay you less money. Yeah, and that's still a lose for the smaller artists. It's still a lose. Yeah. Because you got to think about it. Like I said, you know, people like Drake, they're streamed a million times a day. Yeah. You know, Kanye, even though he's Kind of Kanye, he's still getting stranded, <laughs> you know, a million or two a day. Like, you yeah. know, they're still going to be the heavy hitters, you know. Yeah. And to be honest, we really just need to kind of build our own thing mm. strictly for independent. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that. Oh, well, why, why would we do that? Well, think about it. It's hard trying to eat versus, you know, Wayne, yeah. Drake, Crit, you know, because you're like, competing against them. Yeah, it's really hard to, you know, eat, a, you know, compete against them. Yeah, and their fan bases. Good God, that's some. Yeah. Good luck with that one. I personally think that. So, have you heard of Submit Hub? I think I have. So, Submit Hub is a website where you can you so you can put your music, you create a profile, you got your music on there, yeah. and you can send it to like curators, like people who uh, make playlists. You can send your music to them or you can send it to like uh, Instagram influencers so that they'll play your music and you have to pay money to have credits and then you use those credits oh, I have heard to of send it to them. Yeah, I have heard of them. And I, when I when I saw that, because I had like, it literally popped up on, I think it was on Instagram. Mm. And it popped up, and, you know, you, you kind of do your research on it. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Mm. But it's like, it's like, do I want to pay that many credits just for them to, you know, do that? But lately, what I've been trying to do is go straight to the source. Yes. Straight to the to the playlist curator. I got, like, their emails, like... You know, you you have to dig for that kind of stuff, but yeah. you also have to be mindful to do your research on them too. Absolutely, like you don't want to just do like all of these spamming people do, like DJ Payne one. <laughs> <laughs> he literally was like, he, I saw it before I walked in the door today. He was literally like, I just fire spam right back at them because somebody sent him a beat pack, and he was like, Well, I'm gonna send it right back to you. So it was oh funny. My God. He, he's hilarious, but um, yeah, like, have you seen the DMX one? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh man! Oh wait, wait—the DMX scam. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I think I think it's just been Instagram. I'm not. It's, it's just Instagram. It's just Instagram. So, um, 
this one chick, she she had posted it, like the her conversation with DMX. And I just commented. She was, like, so happy about it. And a lot oh. of people are, like, posting, like, the arm emojis and stuff like this. Stipe. And I was like, all I said was, um, yeah, that's a scam. And then she was like, uh, she said, where's yours then? Or something like that. I was like, I, I just went to a conversation where people were already posting their their conversations with DMX. And it I was- just screenshotted her and then sent them to her. And then I tagged her in the conversation. Oh. I was like. I haven't contacted DMX, <laughs> so <laughs> like me you, personally, no. you are correct. I don't have one, but, but. <laughs> there's like four other people yeah. who have been talking to DMX. So you're not you're not special at all. Nah, and that actually, you know, it happened to a, a friend of mine. He was uh, talking to you know one of the you know big wigs, and he was like, "Yo, they're trying to put me on," and da 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 da, and I was like. Nah, something just doesn't it doesn't feel right. First of all, yeah. even if their account is managed by like their manager or something, they're not gonna message you through Instagram, people. Like I just want y'all to understand it. They're not coming to you through Twitter. Yeah. They're not coming to you through email. They're going to call you. Yeah. Literally call you. They're going to find your info somehow. Yeah. Especially if you actually have it named right, if all your social medias actually have all your proper information or whatever, and they they're gonna comb you through. They'll they'll find a way. They're gonna find you, and they're they're gonna call you. You're gonna yeah. get that call like, "Hey, this is so and so from Lysol Records. You mm-hmm. know, we heard about you in this song. They might even play your song in the background. <laughs> and on top of that, you're not gonna have to put any money towards anything because yeah. they want you. They want your product. They want what you bring at that point. You know, so they're trying to buy into you. So yeah. they're flying you out, and that's probably gonna be you know economy. But <laughs> but. You getting flown out, or excuse me, flewed out as the kids like to say, flewed out. You getting flewed out. You know, the hotel is going to be on them. You know, they're going to get you all the way to the meeting. You know, the food is going to be on them, and they're going to sit you down in a room, and they're going to tell you, look, we like your song, this, that, and the third. But they're not going to contact you on the damn Instagram. Like, no, no what? No, and I saw that. I think I, I saw that post. I think I hearted that because it was funny, but I didn't have time to laugh. I was like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, people, I think people just want to blow up so bad. They do. And when anybody contacts them, they're just so ready to just jump on it. Yep. Like, um, I've seen. I think it was one with Fetty Wap. Oh, um, dang. Fetty Wap was Yeah, it was one with Fetty Wap. Dang. It was one with, um, I know about the DMX when it was another one. Um, shoot, who was it? Somebody, uh, nah, dang, I was about to just start talking, then I forgot the person as well. <laughs> it's like, it's one more, and they've been, you know, somebody big... said DeBrat contacted them. Okay, first of all, people, let's let's understand this. <laughs> let's understand, wait a minute, let's understand this. DeBrat, I love DeBrat, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, but I don't think she's the kind of person no. that's going to contact you through social media. Most of them don't no. even have their phones. Yeah. Like, literally, they yeah. just, they have assistants for that. Mm-hmm. They literally have an assistant for an assistant. The assistant, the smaller, <laughs> has to approve the picture, then send it to the regular assistant, yeah. who's like, hey, is this picture of you okay to go on Instagram or Twitter? <laughs> then, then, you know, then they ask the artist or, you know, whoever, like, yeah, you can post that. Cool. Yeah. Except Donald Trump, you know what I'm saying? He, he posts whatever he wants there's that there's no way he is running his twitter i say that number one so at first i thought for sure he's doing it because i was like this is the dumbest tweets and then he was live tweeting during one of the debates and i was like what 
Because I was looking at the tweets, and I was just going through Twitter, and I saw a tweet from Donald Trump, and I was, I like looked at my phone. You look back and at the looked up, <laughs> look back at my phone. I was like, like, "Are you tweeting right now?" I was like, "Oh, he's not running his Twitter." And then I seen some other tweets, and it kind of sounded like something somebody would say for somebody else. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh yeah, he's not running his Twitter oh, yeah, at all." But people get triggered from Donald Trump tweets. And oh yeah, like, like you're, this you're, dude's not running his Twitter. Nah, not at all. Like a lot of them aren't. Like it was a video that I saw Logic, and he told somebody, "Hand me my Twitter." I was like, what? what? You got somebody to manage your Twitter? Let me find that person. Yeah. (laughs) Like, hey, buddy, here's my Twitter. (laughs) You do what you need to do. Yeah. I mean, to me, okay, I get it. You're probably busy or whatever. Right. But I would want, even if I was at that status, I would want to run my own stuff because I would want people to know it's truly me. And you might be too busy to reply to everybody. Oh, yeah. You are not going to reply to 53,000 comments. Yeah. But no. at least you could reply to maybe 10, 20, and people would know it's you yeah. based off of the responses. Yep. Um, have you ever heard of Subro? Yeah. I think he goes by like one uh, one Subro. It's like his at sign one Subro on his like Twitter and Instagram. I have not. Yeah. He... Um, Phenomenal beat producer. If you need some beats, I would check out his beat stars. Gotta go check that out. But uh, oh, yeah, I live on beat stars. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so I'll say this. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I am not a fan of you having a conversation with somebody who's like a big name and then posting it for everybody to see. Yeah, that's it. I, it's like what happens between y'all is supposed to be between y'all because not everybody is going to receive the same treatment, you know, and it kind of makes people feel just a little small. Yeah. Like it's like you're showing off in a way. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, hey, I'm 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 about to get on and da da da, you know, I'm about to be on this pedestal and you're not, you know, it's kind of a look down. Yeah. And people don't they don't like that. To me, it's to me, it says you're not ready to be big time not because me. you don't see Kanye posting a conversation he had with Kid Cudi, oh, no. all the music they were putting, or you don't see all these other producers like so and so gonna hit me up or <laughs> Lil Wayne hit me up. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. you don't see them posting their conversation because they already know, like they're already in that echelon of of music, so they don't need to tell other people about what's going on. Yep. So I, to me, I think if you want to be in that level, you got to act like, you know, they say act like you've been there before. Yeah, you got to. You got to act like you've had that kind of conversation before yeah. or else, you know, if, if uh reason why I brought this up, cause Subro did this. Yeah. He, uh, what's his name? Rod wave, Rod ah. wave hit him up on Instagram and very short. So I was kind of sketchy about the conversation because Rod was very short. He was like, um, what up? You nice. Hit nah, me, when they say stuff like up, that, nah. Stuff like that. Nah, when I they say like, stuff like that, it's not it's not the real them. Because yeah. the real them don't sound animatronic. Yeah. Like they don't they don't sound like that. You know, they're still people. So of course they're going to, you know, you know, they're they're gonna say people things. Yeah. Like robots say quick stuff like that, like you nice. First of all, that's not even a whole sentence. <laughs> so I'm immediately deleting this conversation before you hack my stuff, you yeah. know? So nah. Yeah, I, I don't remember like exactly what he was saying, but he was pretty short, like everything he was saying. He was asking him, Are you in the ATL? Stuff like that. And I was like, Okay, I get it. You wanna tell people, you know, and show people, you know, hey, I'm coming up. Yeah, yeah. People like big names like Rod Wave are looking at me. 
But in my opinion, I don't think that's just the right thing to do because number one, what if Rod didn't want anybody to know? And maybe Rod, I mean, maybe he sent it by Rod and was like, yo, can I post this? I don't know. I don't know the situation. But even even then, I would say not tag him. At that point, yeah, exactly. at, yeah. at that point, tag if it's the real them, tag them. I don't think he tagged them. Nah, I would have tagged think him. He did like the whole DMX thing. I would have tagged <laughs> DMX just yeah. to see, like yeah. if this is the real you. Let, 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 let's let's go in the comments and see if it's the real you. Yeah, because a lot of times when those scams go on and you tag the real person, the real person will answer, and it won't be what you think they're going to say. They'll be like, "I don't even know you," mm. and that you know people don't want to deal with that that embarrassment, that humiliation. They're like, "Nah, that's yeah. embarrassing." You know, this day and age, people can't can't handle that kind of embarrassment. Like, I thought I was going somewhere. Maybe I'm not going. <laughs> like, you know, people's egos nowadays are so fragile, it's crazy. Yeah. So just imagine, you know, I'm talking to Jay-Z or whatever, and then I go to tag the real Jay-Z, and he's like, bro, I don't even know you. <laughs> like, you're not even on my radar as an artist right now. Crushed. Yeah. <laughs> Your real. insides is just going to shrivel up. Like, For real. It's going to look like the Grinch's heart, like. I hate everybody. <laughs> so speaking of this, I actually saw some guy uh, post a random tweet, and it was a really cool question he asked uh, that I'm asking you right now gotcha. as I'm thinking of this question. He asked, "Who's the most influential slash famous person you've ever had a conversation with, and uh, how did it make you feel?" Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, it was a really uh, good that's question. That's a really good one. Um, the only celebrity that I've ever really just ran into, and that was by complete accident, was The Rock. Mm. It was the only one I've ever really just ran, you know, into. Mm. And he was really cool. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? Took a picture with him and everything when I was out in Cali. He was really cool. Uh he's really as big as he really what was, looks. What was the situation? Um, I know I was in uh, L.A. I was visiting with uh, my my ex wife at the time, and we were just I forgot where we were. It was like a it was like a weird like club or something. Mm. Well, the club's not weird. It's L.A. Everybody. <laughs> uh, but we were somewhere out, and you know you're gonna run into celebrities in yeah, L.A. You yeah, just, it, it's it's inevitable. Like they try not to have you run into them, but it happens, and boom. Rock ran through the door and I was like, oh, snap. It's like, oh, it's the real you. Like, yo, I used to watch you as a kid. Like, you really oh, there? Like, you're really here. Like, yo, SmackDown versus Rock. You remember that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, what? Tuesday night, Monday? No, oh, Monday night, Rock. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. Like, you know, he was just like, you know, glad you're a fan and stuff, you know. And, you know, it was just, he really didn't say too much. It was just like, you know, you want to take a picture or whatever. I was like, of course. You yeah. Know, took a picture with him. But was he the, just there chilling? Yeah, it was just minding his business. And I don't like to bother people like yeah, that because, yeah. you know, you're, like I said, you're a person too. Mm. So I know you're there to just, you know, chill out, have a good time or whatever. So, you know, I'm a fan. Hey, can I have a picture? Cool. All right, I'm going to leave you alone. Good talking to you, Rock. Mm. Pimp out. <laughs> That's dope. So, but um, that was the only one so far that I've met. And so, so nobody else, you. That made an impact on you? Nah, who? It's a lot of people that have made an impact on me. Like if we're talking music wise, ooh, it's it's a lot. Recently, it's been um, I've been studying, you know, uh, like well, somebody uh, that you had a conversation with. <clears throat> it's like ah, even online, no, nobody. Like oh well, psh, DJ Payne one. Oh okay. I've had a, a whole conversation with him, and um, he's a really he's a really cool dude. Okay. And uh, he actually produced uh, the single that's out for me right now called "You're a Star." Nice. And um, the conversation was when, we, when I was emailing him or whatever. I was like, uh, when I'm done with the song, you know, is it cool if I send it back to you? Mm. You know, most people just be like, oh, I produced the track for him. That's it. Really? Yeah. 
a lot of producers will do that and that is bad business because if I'm an artist and I don't already have a set like producer, like mm. in today's world, it's weird for an artist and a producer to actually just be set in stone together like mm. Dr. Dre and Snoop or, you know, Doc and M, you know, that kind of deal. But with him, it was just like I felt that kind of vibe. Yeah. So, you know, we're emailing, you know, because I was on his email list. And, you know, of course, I'm pretty sure he talks to like plenty of other artists, you know, on a day to day basis. But yeah. he actually took the time to email me back, tell me, look, I want to hear the song. I want to hear what you've done, no matter if it's good, bad, ugly. I'm going to give you my critique. And, you know, he was just really letting me know I'm going to be upfront with you. I don't have time to lie to you. Mm. And I, I sent him what I did back. And he was like, he loved it. You know, he was like, it's a really good, he was like, you did really, really well. So That's I was dope. like, cool. So for me, that put in my head that all not all producers are like that. Yeah. And, you know, they actually do care about the finished product, mm. you know. And since then, he's just been like, look, you know, whenever you need something, just let me know. And I was like, boom. So I hit him up. And like, I just emailed him today, actually. Nice. Yeah, we were just emailing a little bit a while ago. And okay. Like, you know, like I said, a really cool dude. Um, so how'd you get in touch with him? Instagram. I mean, not Instagram. Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Okay. Did you Twitter? Did you just know like music he had produced, or were you like looking for music and then you like who's DJ Payne one come across him? That, that is literally how I was on Twitter. Okay. When I got my Twitter back, I had like eight hundred follow. No, scratch that. I had like four hundred followers, and I was mm. following like twelve hundred people. <laughs> And to flip it was me trying to build all the the connections that I needed, all the network, all the people that I've you know reached out to, I'll comment on, you know. And I was looking for a producer because at this point I'm done with you know my my tour because of COVID, and I'm like, okay, I need to get back in the studio. I need something fresh. I need some something that can just it can get me there. Yeah. And I'm on Twitter and I'm looking and I'm looking and boom, I run across a post that he had posted. And like I said, he was making fun of, you know, the spam people. You know, here's a, a sample beat pack. And, mm. you know, it was just funny. And I was like, who is this dude? DJ Payne one. I've never heard of dude. So I went to his Twitter and boom, I'm, I'm going through a lot of his beats. And I'm like, whoa, like yeah. this is some wavy stuff. Like I like that. Found out he was on Stars too, which most of them are. I was like, yeah. okay, cool. Went to Stars and I'm just going down his catalog and I'm, enjoying it i'm loving the beast i'm making up quick 16s and 12s and i'm in the house me and my little baby we going <laughs> it was just it was crazy and then that that's when i ran into the your star and boom i, I messaged them and we took it to the email and boom nice so yeah he's actually got if 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 he's if he's if he's watching or listening but uh he's got like four or five tracks on his album Mm, like four okay. or five might be six now because <laughs> like it might be six like six out of like 13 is dj Payne. nice so that's pretty cool that's what's up yeah I, so um flight pilot d he's a guy out in um out in dallas that me and him do a lot of music together Ooh. and he wants people to know like i'm his producer <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're actually going to start working on a project um I wanted to do all like club bangers. Ah, uh, come on. Oh, you yeah. wanted the Drake feel. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to do, but the thing is some of my favorite music was like Travis Porter. What? Like that. All the way turned up? Dude, that type of music I felt like was life changing for some people. It, it was like, that was your lifestyle. Was Travis Porter. It was like, like Waffle House. Like, <laughs> Like that stuff and bring it back. Um, 
what was the other song they had that was a club banger? I think that was it. Didn't they have a dance song? No, no, no. They didn't have a dance. It was something. It was something like it, though. Shoot, I can't remember. But then they also had, like, um, what's his name? Roscoe Dash, uh, him and Walk a Flock, that No Hands song. Wale was on that. Ooh, like, that. that that era, see, I was in college then, so that was about 2010 to 2014. Yep. That era of music was like a lot of club music. Yep. Um, it was vastly underappreciated, everybody. Yes. It was not appreciated as yes. much. Uh, that was like when Migos were first coming out. They uh, had uh, Hannah Montana, Versace. Versace, like all that stuff was coming out. But um, yeah, I, that's what I want to do is like all like – Club music where you feel like throwing some money, girls are shaking it. Like I, <laughs> I want to do uh, probably like four or five songs of just all that kind of music because that's, that's what's going to get played. Right, like, that's true. People are going to play it over and over again, and yeah. we can do like two minute songs or five minute, minute songs. songs where you know? like six features on. <laughs> Nobody yeah. goes to, and does those anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, which I really want to do that. As you said, I'm I'm a network kind of guy. Like yeah. I, I want to network with people, so I really want to put together like a six feature song. Like, Ooh. let's see, what was Welcome to Atlanta was like that. Um, do you remember that Touch It with Buster yes. Rhymes? He had like four part remixes. <laughs> yeah. Like it was so crazy. I just listened to Touch It because of that versus battle he was trying to get into. Oh. And I was like, hold on. Did he on. ever do one? No, nah, not yet. I saw, what was it, DMX and uh, who's the other person? No, somebody else. DMX and somebody had a versus. Was it DMX and Snoop? Yeah, it was DMX was and Snoop. Was it Snoop? Yeah, it was Snoop. Oh, that's weird. That's... Yeah, it, it's, you know, it's weird. Yeah. And then it was Ross and uh, 2 Chains. Really? Yep, Rick Ross and 2 Chains. Hmm. I watched that whole one. That shit was funny. I didn't see that one. <laughs> when the strippers came in, I died. What? That's <laughs> 2 Chains brought strippers. Wow. Rick Ross was getting a massage. Oh, my God. I was like, what type of shit? Because the verses with DMX and um, and Snoop, that was just like in a studio. Yeah, they were just in the studio by themselves. Just yeah. You know, they were playing each other's music. Snoop was smoking like he normally does. So what was the Ross one? The Ross, they was literally like side by side. And can we was, look this up on YouTube? I was yeah, you can look it up on YouTube. That is hilarious. That's I have crazy. To see this. What was the last versus battle? Uh, it was two female singers. Was it Brandy and uh, it was Brandy and somebody? Snap, I can't think of it. Monica. Yep. I just typed in verses and that was one one that, that popped Brandy up. Brandy and Monica. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Lord, I forgot about that. That used to be my speed music. That's funny. That used to be my speed music right there. Flying down Austin P. <laughs> when they finally upgraded it to 50 miles per hour, I was going 75. Yeah, see, they were just in the studio. It's crazy. He ain't sung that that song in so long, you yeah. can tell. I'm guessing... Two chains is already gone because there's a lot of money on the floor. Yeah, right two chains already did that. <laughs> I'm a boss. I caught a ghost. It's going down. I'm a fucking crown. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean. And that is I, the, I really love that idea, how they did that versus stuff. Oh, that was yeah. really cool. Uh, 
I'm still. Who am I still waiting? Honestly, I want to see one of. It's it's got to be some goats that go head up. To be honest, like I want to see the people who've got like the most hits go up against somebody with literally the most hits. Mm. I want to see like Drake versus Wayne. <laughs> like to be honest, that's just that's just me. Yeah. Like I know they're both you know best of friends. They could do that just yeah, for yeah. you know shits and giggles. But that's something I would like to see. Yeah. Somebody who I know has constant, just constant hits. Every time I turn on the radio or something like that, like. From like 2004 to like 2009, mm-hmm. all you heard was Lil Wayne. Yeah. He was literally everywhere yeah. between him and T-Pain. Um, and T-Pain has the world record for the most features. That's why he was, uh, Lil Wayne would always be like, it's the remix, babe. Yes, <laughs> he was on every remix. He had to let you know, like, look, I wasn't on, like Ludacris said, I'm not on the original version, but <laughs> I'm on a remix. And you yeah. need to know that. So, yes. Uh, one of the funniest beefs that actually like brought out some good stuff was um Tory Lanes and Jordan Lucas. Because Tory started by saying he was the best rapper and nobody could compete with him. And then Jordan was like, uh I'll battle you. <laughs> Jordan was like, I don't know about that one, but we can see. Yeah. I I think Tory got him. I think Tory's stuff was better. And it actually surprised me. Yeah. Like I knew Tory could rap. But um, it was just like you didn't know he was doing all of that. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that. But like I said, it's all about what you can get out to the masses. Nobody's going to take Tori seriously if he starts rapping like that. Yeah. You know, but if he's singing melodies, it's a lot easier to gravitate to. Think and about it. He does it. a good job. At oh, that. he does a really good job at that. Yeah. I, I hate what he's going through right now, though. Yeah. Know? What what is that whole thing with Megan the Stallion? Is uh, that right? Yeah, apparently he shot her in the foot. So everybody's saying now I wasn't there in the car. I'm not security. I'm not a <laughs> cameraman. So I don't know if he actually shot her or not. Mm. But I didn't. When I first heard it, I was like, it's got to be more to the story. People ain't well. But then I'm from Memphis. I got to think about it. People are shooting people for fun. <laughs> like you know, that just sounds really weird. Though. It like just, it does. Like why would he shoot her of all people in the foot? On top of that, like. In the foot? Yeah. Like that's 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 a really weird story. It's a really weird topic and everybody's been trying to pick it apart and play detective. You know how you know them internet detectives are. Yeah. You know, I went to the CSI crime school of my couch, so I can tell <laughs> you exactly what happened in this crime scene. And yeah. I'm just like, look, we don't know until they go to trial and they get it sorted out yeah. and get more, you know, evidence on what happened. But like I said, I hate it for both of them. I did yeah. hate that, you know, she was injured that way. You know, I don't condone any type of violence like that at yeah. all because, you know, like I said, everybody wants to go home unscathed. You know, they just want to go home. And, you know, I hate if he did do it. Boy, they about to get you. Yeah. Because judges are sick of this shit. I just <laughs> want everybody to understand judges really are tired of this. Like, they throw in whole 999 years. Yeah, for real. You are literally going to rot in jail twice. <laughs> People don't like I said. It's consequences. Yeah. So, I, I I do I do hate that situation for both of them though. You know because everybody felt like Tory had poor timing for delivering that album, mm. and he addressed the situation and was like, "Y'all saying I did it? Okay, show me the real proof. Where the bullet wounds at? Like you know mm. the entrance exit wounds? Like show me the proof." And Megan was like, "Look, he shot me. Point blank. Period." Mm. And I. Like I said, it's like when you were in elementary school and, you know, you were trying to, you know, piece together, you know, bits and pieces of your friend's story mm-hmm. until somebody who was actually sitting right there comes and tells you what happened. 
you'll never know. Yeah. So right now it's just open air. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a that's a big problem with being that famous. Like anything anybody says becomes true. <laughs> like even even if it has no remote none. If I saw it on the internet, it. it's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's sad. Like you know, I remember when people were going through like um those uh those uh, RIP things on Twitter. Oh yeah. Yeah, when they said Jackie Chan was dead and Jackie had to tweet like I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gone yet. Like, you know. So uh, I, I I hate that, you know, that people really do have to go through that kind of deal. Mm. You know, and they all say it is what we signed up for. Yeah. This is this is what we're prepared, you know, we're prepared to deal with. Yeah. So yeah, but just seeing it on the internet, nah, it didn't make a lot of sense. But it also didn't make any less of sense. Mm. Like I said, I'm from Memphis. I know people who've shot other people for less. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Like you can turn on a TV right now. There's just been a shooting down here on like Yeah. And it's just like, damn, why? <laughs> so yeah. So with all the shows that you've been doing in the the different areas or and then also have coming up, um, would you say that Memphis is your biggest area or are you bigger somewhere else than you are here? All right. Now I gotta I gotta brace myself for this one. <laughs> all right. Gotta straighten my hat. All right. <laughs> Memphis, Tennessee, listen to me and hear me well. Y'all are literally my biggest support ever. Like, there's no place like home. And a friend of mine had to tell me that because mm. I did live in Nashville for a couple years. And he was like, bro, you're never really going to take over your city unless you live in the city. Like, people won't really just be able to interact with you if you live yeah. in Nashville. You come down here for a show and you leave the same night. Mm. Like, they're not really going to interact with you. You know, you're not really going to have that homegrown feel. Yeah. And I've been here my whole life. So it was like, he, he had a point. So I moved back, and um, ever since, Memphis has really shown me a lot of love. Um, my, sec my second and third biggest places, I think they're like a tie, will be Seattle, Washington, believe it or not. Really? Seattle, Washington. Yes, I had a show in Seattle. I have to show you the video after this. And uh, I made this one girl go crazy for the song that I did. It was nutty. Like, it's on my Instagram and everything, you know, Crisis J, for anybody who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, if you look at her, my nephew was there. And he had never been to a show that I've done. Mm. And a friend of mine named uh, C-Mac, he had invited me to come all the way out. Because he was like, yo, you messed with me, you know, the last time you were here. You, can you come back? Mm. I was like, of course. And I flew out there. It was the dead of January. It was freezing. Mm. It was snow. It was ice. I didn't like it. Yeah, I don't like Seattle in the wintertime, so don't invite me to no shows. I'm like, okay. <laughs> But when we got there, it was really cool. The venue was nice. It had a up, it had a downstairs like a little basement area with the pool tables and stuff, and uh, it had a stage in the middle. And I was the first to perform because I had to be back on the flight the next morning. Okay. So I had to go first. I couldn't go last because that show was really long. Yeah. And I got on stage and I was like, "Yo, I'm from Memphis," and it was just like, "Woo!" Like at first, it was just like, "Eh." Yeah. That's cool. And as soon as I started like performing, they were like, "Oh, he's remember, yo!" <laughs> like they would start going crazy. That's like dope. it was, it was really nice. And then the last song I performed, I love doing it because the last like thirty seconds is like I need everybody in the building to turn up with me, and they literally go crazy. Nice. And this one girl, like she was like doing her hair crazy. She was doing a gypsy dance. It looked like she was on some type of medication and shit. <laughs> and my nephew caught the whole thing, and it was just like. 
I love y'all. And ever <laughs> since then, everybody from Seattle that I've ever interacted with, they're like, yo, I, I think I kind of heard of you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, cool. And then the other place that I'm big at is uh, Tampa slash uh, St. Pete. Okay. So shout out to uh, Tampa and St. Petersburg. Shout out to my boy Matt and Steve. They uh, originally got me out there. And um, I met them through Instagram. Mm. I met Matt a year like prior to me actually meeting him in person. Okay. And he was like, you know, I'm thinking about doing this podcast and, you know, putting it on YouTube. Would you ever be interested to, you know, come out? I was like, of course. And once I started doing shows and everything like that, and then I told him about the album, he was like, look, we've had like six or seven artists come through. You know, do you want to come? I was like, of course. So, you know, I came out to Tampa or whatever, and I actually did a um, like an in-studio version of like four songs. Mm. And that's on YouTube as well, you know what I'm saying, Crisis J, and they loved it. Yeah. St. Pete loved it. And they were like, well, you got to come back in a couple months for a show. We're having a big show with like just – a bunch of genre artists. You got to come. You got to come back. <laughs> of course, you got to come back. And when I came back, you know, like I said, I, I said I'm from Memphis, and they're like, "Woo!" <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, you're from Memphis. You're not a local. Cool." And once I started performing, boom, it took off. I mm. actually gained like a lot of like fans that night, yeah. supporters, and there was this one specific supporter, and I loved her so because she was so genuine mm. that. I, I performed a song called Nobody Knows, and it was a song that was made for uh, my nephew, the one that I visited in Seattle. Um, when he was growing up, you know, he had it difficult or whatever the case may be. And uh, as he started to get older, he started to become, you know, more mature and everything like that. And he wrote a piece about me, hmm. and it made it into a, a Memphis newspaper about who his hero was. Oh, wow. And he started talking about, you know, his uncle. And I thought he was talking about my brother, my late brother. And I got to the bottom and he was like, no, my uncle Carrie. I was like, whoa, that's me. <laughs> like, Wait a minute. That's me. Yeah. And, you know, he was talking about how he watched me grow through all the adversities and everything else like that in life and still make it out of this crazy city mm. and still become something. And I was like, I need to I, psh, writing. Yeah. So I'm writing and I'm writing like he's writing a letter to me. Mm. And once I finished that, that song was on pause for like a year. And then I rewrote it, and then I wrote a second verse that was thanking him because he was my little hero. Yeah. So, you know, seeing him all grown up now and him being successful, and, you know, I was just like, nah, you were my hero. You were my inspiration to do better. So thank you. So, you know, and when she heard the lyrics, she saw the performance, she actually cried. Like, she was in tears. And I was like, wow, like. That's what people feel like when you see that for real. Yeah. And it really took a shine with her. And after that, she was just like, if you ever have a show, do you have any place where I could download that song or, you know, where are you going next? And, you know, she keeps up with me. And I try to keep up with her as well. She actually just had a uh, had heart surgery. Mm. And she's doing she's doing good now. I actually messaged her on Instagram. I was like, hey, I'm glad you're doing good. And, you know, she said, thank you. So, you know. But, That's dope. Yeah. So shout out to shout out to Paige, you know, love her to death. She has a really beautiful soul. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got a friend who um, who's been going through some really rough times, and he keeps telling me that he listens to my music over and over again. It's like two specific songs that he listens to over and over again. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's it. Like I could stop music right now. <laughs> because I, that's all I wanted to do is just make an impact on somebody's life, right? And be able to just change their circumstances, like yeah. just change whatever they're going through and be able to help them out. Because at the, at the end of the day, like that's what you should be aiming for. Music right. is 
I mean, I understand it if you get into music just for the money. Like, okay, cool. But, like, understand that you have the ability to change people. You do. As I was, I think I was talking to either Savannah or Tori or or Montreal. I can't remember. It was somebody recently on a podcast. But um, I was like, yeah, like, music literally changes the way, like, people dress and yeah. the way people act. Like, you can look at somebody and – just by the way they're dressed, you can tell what music they listen to. That is very true. Because that's music shapes a culture. Yep. And if if you're able to get a message through to people, like through your music, then you you can change somebody's life. Like you could make somebody go from living in a bad situation to prevailing just because you made positive music. Yep. So I that's why I try to uh <laughs> there's a um Kid Cuddy song where um he said, all the while, till I'm gone, uh, I make my words important. So if I slip away, if I die today, the last thing you won't hear about me won't be no apple bottom jeans with the boots with the fur. Yes. <laughs> so, I, I mean, even though he's, you know, he's obviously making fun of the T-Pain song. Yeah. Uh, but he's just trying to make a point. Like, I realize I've got a bigger purpose than just to make some... Songs. Club songs. songs. Yeah. I, I can make songs that actually change people's lives. Yep. Which if you ask anybody who listens to like hip hop music, Cuddy's probably changed a ton of lives. Oh yeah, he has. <laughs> like, he's gotten he, like if you're he, emotional, Cuddy's probably gotten you through some tough times. Some tough times. <laughs> my boy my boy Philip can definitely that's his favorite artist of all time because he's gotten him through some some times. He's gotten me through some times. So I I gotta give him his roses while he's still here. So yeah. yeah. So Cuddy's one of those people is, you know, as I said, just completely shapes a culture. Yep. And yeah. y'all better y'all better hug him while y'all can. Absolutely. I'm to tell you. So what you said you have the uh that Houston show coming up. Yes. December fifth um, and sixth. It'll be in Houston, Texas. So So how how much is anything else are you getting like slowed down as far as um COVID or is it is everything still kind of just, you know, one show at a time, just kind of smoothly. Right now it's one show at a time. What okay. I can do and what I can't do. I know a lot of people are opening back up, okay. you know, so I'm just trying to see where I can, you know, go, whether it be, like, next week I have a, a show in Memphis. Okay. Um, so Where are you yeah. performing at? Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, shoot, what? I forgot. <laughs> I got to look at the flyer one more time. I was okay. like, where am I performing at? I got to I gotta look at it. But yeah. um, I'll be there uh, as a special guest for my friend. She's coming from Nashville. Okay. And uh, we're at, we actually have a song together. And she was like, hey, do you want to, you know, come on stage and perform? I was like, of course. I, is, I just, is it on a, like a, I'm so, I work like Sunday through Thursday. Are you? It's on a Saturday. It's on a Saturday? Okay, yes. cool. I might try to come by. Okay, cool. You'll have to see it. So that'll be nice. I'm going to try to go ahead and see if I can get a performance slot too while I'm at it. <laughs> and then I have a video shoot next Saturday too. So that's gonna be okay. pretty that's gonna be a busy day. But nice. um and then after that I'm just coasting all the way till Loud Fest. So like I said, just trying to take it easy because I don't wanna get sick. I don't want anybody else to get sick. Like I just just wanna make sure everybody's cool. Awesome. What music do you have coming up? You said you're working on that album, you're about halfway done with it or a little over halfway done. A little over halfway done with it now. Um is that like the main thing you're working on right now? That that is the main thing I'm focusing on okay. right now. That and trying to you know learn how to create document versus create. Yeah, yeah. Like that's I, a big deal. Yeah. Instead of trying to create so much crazy content, I'm just like, why don't I just? My life is a 
is a documentary as it is. Like, exactly. why not? People are getting paid for it anyway. I mean, so, you know, uh, I was listening to Gary V, and he was just like, that's the problem with a lot of y'all. Y'all, you, you should just take your phone right now because you're on it already. You should turn it to you, <laughs> press that record button, and say some positive shit. Yeah. And post it. There you go. Yeah. You just created content out of nothing. Mm. And that used to be my problem, too. But um, right now, yeah, that was the the biggest focus. And then now the biggest focus is Loud Fist. Yeah. It literally turned from hold on to that album, hold that thought, hold my beer, hold that. Mm. And we're going to focus on Loud Fest, giving them the best show, you know, talking to, you know, the sponsors, the A&Rs, just, you know, trying to build more connections. And the more connections I build, you know, I can bring them back to, you know, the people that I mess with. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like uh, Ryan, my other buddy Ryan. I have two Ryans. <laughs> you know, and just, you know, my team in general and, you know, making sure that we all get somewhere where we're trying to get to. So That's dope. So, All right. Well, it's been great having you on, man. I appreciate um, it. Well, might have to get you back on some other time and chop it up some more. Do you um oh tell everybody your how they can reach you all their all your music and uh tags and all that kind of stuff. Whew. All right, so we've been to do this one last time. <laughs> like like what what are you saying into the Spider-Verse? We're going to do this one last time, yeah. Okay. So how everybody can find me, you can find me on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even my email <laughs> is crisis, K-R-I-S-I-Z-J-A-Y. You can find me literally anywhere with that one name. And Genius. Because there's so <laughs> many people who use like three different things. I'm like, dude, make it all the same. It's all the same. You can't miss. Yeah. Like, my Twitter is Crisis J. My Instagram is Crisis J. My <laughs> Facebook fan page is Crisis J. My email is bookingcrisis at gmail.com. <laughs> like, no. I, I used to do that. Before we go, I used to do that. I had one that was like underscore crisis, big money. Underscore. I was like, and one of and one in the in the in the guy who produced you know a, a good little portion of my last album he was like what the hell are you doing mm. he was like i could not find you to tag you in this post <laughs> i was like oh you missed the underscore and the money sign he was like change it what are you talking about <laughs> money sign <laughs> So, but oh, yes, man. you can find me at Crisis. That's everywhere. Crisis J K R I S I Z J A Y. So, I forgot to and crisismusic.com. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that part. crisismusic.com. Yes. I have my own website. Awesome. Well, again, thank you man for coming on and um yeah, I'm probably about to show you a bunch of my stuff and yes. we can chop it up and everything. <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. All right. Thank you for everybody tuning in and see you next time.